Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, I haven't seen a fresh in a minute. 70s. I feel like LaCroix kind of ate fr- their lunch. My friends were making drinks with Frescas last week. Grapefruit, Fresca, and vodka. That's probably a nice summer drink. Yeah. They still rocking it in the can, or did they switch to like weird? <laughs> I don't. I never asked them <laughs> personal questions like that. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Two minutes after six at DVE. Here's the Channel Eleven Severe Weather Center forecast. Another pretty bad air quality day today. Just limit the outdoor activities today. We'll see some sunshine. It'll be hazy and a high temperature near 80. I'm Scott Harbaugh in Severe Weather Center 11. It's 57 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Craig Gauker Roofing. I'm Val Porter. House Republicans are releasing WhatsApp messages allegedly written by Hunter Biden as he worked on a 2017 business deal with a Chinese energy company. In the messages, the president's son says $10 million needs to be invested annually into a joint venture with CEFC China Energy and boasts that, quote-unquote, the Bidens are best at doing what the chairman of the company wants. Republicans say the chairman was a Chinese oil tycoon who went missing in 2018 after being arrested by Chinese authorities. The messages are part of the House Oversight Committee's investigation into an alleged influence peddling scheme by the Biden family. President Biden has denied being involved in his son's overseas business dealings. A Wednesday morning bus crash in Fayette County resulted in more than two dozen minors being sent to the hospital. A bus was carrying kids and adults from Christian camps of Pittsburgh when it went off the road in Salt Lake Township about 8 a.m. and crashed through a wooden fence. 28 people in all were taken to local hospitals with 25 of them listed as minors. State police say that no one appeared seriously hurt and that anyone who reported even the slightest injury was taken for evaluation. Aircraft and aviation buffs have the opportunity to check out some impressive pieces of machinery this weekend as part of the commemorative Air Force Air Power History Tours stop in Allegheny County. Allegheny County Airport is hosting the event now through Sunday. That exhibition includes appearances by the B-24 Liberator Diamond Lil, the P-51 Mustang Gunfighter, and the T-6 Texan, among others, with rides available. More information can be found at airpowersquadron.org. Well, raise a a glass to your health, but just one. A new study from researchers at Massachusetts General Hospital found that drinking alcohol can bring about a long-term reduction in the brain's stress activity, which could lower the risk of heart disease. Small amounts of alcohol can dampen stress signals in the brain, helping people relax. Tiny, just a little bit. Yes, that's the catch. The benefits are limited to light drinkers, meaning one drink a day for women (laughs) and two for men. More than that is not advised, and more than 14 drinks per week could lead to an uh, increased risk of heart attack. Well, I like to save up my one a day for the weekend. <laughs> well, I like to have works. none a day. Yeah, for Monday through Thursday, I have I'll have maybe one on Sunday, 
And then those other 13 I like to spread out on Friday and Saturday. Well, that's a good idea. (laughs) That sounds like good math. Yeah. Uh, you know when you go to the Vegas, uh, Vegas, then they have the slot machines in the airport. Yeah. Well, one lucky traveler won more than a million dollars on one of those airport slot machines what? in Vegas. The traveler was uh, hitting the slots while waiting for a flight on Tuesday. Uh, the winner hit the jackpot, totaling more than one point three million dollars. Harry Reid International oh, awesome. has more than fourteen hundred slot machines for vegas visitors to take one last shot at winning big before heading home that'd be weird if then you were like in 27b after that you know (laughs) right like i own this plane (laughs) i just want a million bucks yeah whatever you got the middle seat dude just uh (laughs) chill out well, if you haven't heard, AI is coming for everyone's jobs. A new poll found that in a 100 years, most of us think it'll be seen as the top thing that changed how we live and work. The Internet ranks no second, doubt. followed by smartphones. Uh, here's the main question people were asked, though. Ten years from now, do you think we'll still be better than AI at anything? Most people said yes. People yes. were given a list of 30 different things and asked if they think AI will be better at them than we are a decade from now. Top things we think AL, uh, AI will crush us at by then are translating stuff into different languages, predicting the weather, mm-hmm. and providing tech support. But of the 30 things they asked about, these are the 16 things people still think we'll be better at by the year 2033. So 10 years from now, caring for the uh, elderly and children. The robots yeah. do that? No, that's what people yeah. think. Yeah, we're going to be better at AI that still. can't do that. Providing emotional companionship, being a therapist, mm-hmm. making complex ethical decisions, cooking, writing novels, writing poetry, mm-hmm. running a business, writing music, comedy, choosing job candidates, writing TV shows. Teaching college classes, performing surgery, writing news articles, driving, and customer service. I, I'd like I to think all that's this, true. I don't know if you talk to anybody in customer service right. at this point. AI like is a already real live here. Human. And every single company is experiencing a higher than normal volume of calls. Yes, everyone you call. No matter who it is. They're unbelievably busy. They just can't believe it's just an inundation of calls from customers. But this is an unusual thing. You know, obviously the definition of unusual would be something that doesn't happen all the time. (laughs) Yes. And since it does happen every time you call, it's really not unusual. It's the normal high volume of calls. What they should say is we don't have anybody to answer the phones right now. This is I it's a, Pam, and that's it. I got a real issue with Xfinity over this right now. They're killing me because you can't get an operator. They send you through a million prompts, and then when you finally do get an operator, it's somebody in India, and they'll go down their checklist of things. It's so different from what it used to be. It used to be somebody in Indiana. Right. Um, and so you don't feel that sort of like local you know what i mean it doesn't feel like oh there's somebody here who understands my problem so much as they're like oh we're gonna shoot things through the phone and hopefully that or through your cable and hopefully that'll fix it uh i have a recording system at home you know similar to the one that we use in production here 
Uh, and Universal Audio is the name of the company that runs all of the sort of uh, uh-huh. audio software. I have an issue with them right now with these things that I've bought to enhance the recordings that I am unable to find. Okay. Like I bought them and they should be something I could just like add on to files. I can't find them. I can't get anybody on the phone. Nobody. I've been trying for a month. There is nobody. They don't have anyone. There's nobody there. So it's all bots. And you're constantly talking with bots and trying to, because my problem is so weird, it's like not a normal one. They send you to a bunch of articles. Hey, did any of those articles help? They basically tell you to go read the manual every time Mm -hmm. instead of having a person there that can help you. And it's just such a huge pain in the ass. If you call one more time, they're going to try to just recruit you. We need employees. And you seem to be familiar with our product. Yeah. How about a couple training sessions? It, totally. Well, that's what I think that they're doing <laughs> with cable, too, though, is that they're like, you don't, you don't, you just want to go digital with our cable service. So give rid of all your boxes and just go out digital and. That's really what all the TVs are geared towards going forward anyways. Because I finally had to give up on, like, my equipment is obsolete. Like, I have the old school receiver and entertainment system. Mm, you got to upgrade. You got the AB switch? Kind of. You remember that? Well, like the uh, those old switches the, for the, the switch. game consoles? Yeah, but, I mean, it was, well, it was in the back of our TV. It was an AB switch. And it was just one, two. Just one one switch, A or B. But what was B. that purpose? I don't know. I We never knew. <laughs> Did like, you, it didn't really change much on our TV at all. You didn't use it for anything? It wasn't no. like an input change or no, anything? No, this is back in the day of, like, the black box yeah. with the tiny black remote with the rubber yeah, yeah, yeah. buttons. Oh, yeah. So, it's, like, the amount of computer... Okay. Well, how about if you do, like, mm-hmm. you're... And then you're getting mad... At a computer, and it's like this, it's so much bigger than your actual problem that if you end up getting somebody, an actual yeah. voice on the line, oh, you're, you're so pissed. angry. Yeah. By the time they're on, they're just, that's why they put them in India. Because <laughs> they're like, well, what are you going to do, come down here and yell at us? Like, <laughs> that's not going to happen. I, I get I get operator Tourette's about halfway through those prompts. I'm just like, operator! I just start yelling. Operator! Too. Operator. I want to talk to somebody. Okay. Is there something else I can... Operator! Operator! I'm hearing you correctly. You'd like an operator. <laughs> but before we do that, will you go read the man... Operator! <laughs> okay. Handbook, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't get that. It's Sending such, you back to the original page. Such a huge pain in the... You know what? <laughs> The Ronnie James Dio documentary, Dio, Dreamers Never Die, will be released on DVD and Blu-ray on September 29th. Both formats have an additional 20 minutes of deleted scenes. And finally, Madonna's in a New York City hospital after developing a serious bacterial infection. Her longtime manager, Guy O'Siri, says the pop star was in the ICU for several days and seems she is now recovering in another part of the hospital. He says the 64-year-old is expected to make a full recovery, but is putting her celebration tour on hold for now. It comes just two weeks before she was supposed to hit the road for nearly 60 concerts across the country, with O'Siri saying that they will release new dates once everything is settled. Madonna was scheduled to play PPG Paints Arena on August 7th.
Another smoky day today. Sunny temperature. If it, you know, squeezes Burns through, through the, the right, smoke, the smoke. Uh, 80 for the high today. It's 57 a DV. You, you can't even see outside right now. No. We went and saw a movie last night. We went and saw the uh, Asteroid City, which is really good. I mean, if you like yeah. Wes Anderson, it's it's a Wes Anderson movie, you know. Um, but walked out as the sun was kind of setting. It was a weird look, wasn't it? It Man, was ominous, It dude. put us in a weird mood. Yeah. It's like War of the Worlds type of ominous. Like, is this the end? Yeah, that's exactly the feeling that we had. We were just kind of like, what is happening right now? And there wasn't a lot of people on the streets. I think people really don't want to be out breathing it. Because mm-hmm. um, you, you could smell it. Oh, yesterday. Yeah. I told you that when I walked yeah. in. I didn't notice it when I came in. I didn't notice it either, morning. but when we left here yesterday, I could smell yeah. it. Yeah. So we got another day of that. Pretty much. Awesome. Super cool. At least one more day. I Big mean, Cat will be joining us from. Oh, don't say that. I mean, who? Yeah, who knows? Big Cat will be joining. I thought it was supposed to be gone today. I thought we were only going to well, get Well, that's day. what they said. But hmm. They. Who's they? I, I am understanding you don't like breathing <laughs> smoke. Do I have <laughs> that right? Big Cat will join us, 815. Uh, also, Pittsburgh Independent News putting out their first paper today. All of the uh, the workers who are uh, um, the, the Pittsburgh Guild that are striking. They're putting out a newspaper. And they get, it's a lot of cool stuff in there. Uh, we'll talk to Brian Conway about what they got going on. I'll tell you what, been listening to some faces lately. Really starting to get a lot more appreciation for Rod Stewart. Let's start one off with a classic Rod this morning, every picture tells a story. DVE.
Stewart, every picture tells a story. It's the DVE morning show. And those records sound better and better. Uh, I'm starting to get into the vinyl thing now a little bit too much, too. And uh, I think this is a natural progression for somebody my age who has not gotten into vinyl yet. So I am in search of mm -hmm. all Rod Stewart faces vinyl. Um, and, and I think it's going to be tough. I think those are tough ones to find. I don't know what it is. But, like, the crazier things get, this is like an old man take for sure. The crazier things get, the more I'm like, I'm going back to the old ages. Yeah. yeah. I mean, pretty soon, I'm, pretty soon I'm going to be listening to music on a Victrola. <laughs> like, that's what's going to make me happy. It's wonderful. Get some cardio in before you play it. You have to crank that thing. <laughs> I, I know. Cranking those things up is never fun. I, I have a Victrola, 
I don't think it works very well. Um, it was my dad's, you know, and like we had it when I was a kid. Yeah. I know you said you had one too. And it, yeah, a lot bro. of people just turn theirs into a bar, basically. Uh, or, you know, like something just kind of store things. But I, this thing still works. I, I couldn't imagine wanting to use it. You know, the needles on them. They're like pencils. Oh, my God. Yeah. You could rob a store with a Victrola needle. Yeah. How would you get it fixed, too? You got to find a guy who knows how to fix a Victrola. Well, yeah. And also, so my piano searching also continuing as I continue to look for a piano. And that, I'll tell you what, the amount of scams on the Internet these days is staggering. And a lot of people, there's a lot of piano scams. It's nuts. Seems it's, like a weird thing to scam it's, people. Well, it's, anything that there's money in, anything that there's any kind of demand in, there's going to be scams. Are you looking for a specific baby grand? Right? Yeah, I wanted to get okay. a baby grand, put it in my dad's house. But um, just looking around, the amount of obvious scams, people are like, "This is a great. You can have it." But and I got a mover for it, and it's all the same scam. And a lot of times, the easiest thing to do is just to take the picture off of like whatever a Craigslist post or wherever they're posting it. Take the picture and then do an internet search. Google search. Google search the picture. Search. And it's a stock photo half mm. the time. That'll keep you from... They used to have to scam you in person. Remember that? That's right. Right to your face. I got scammed in Squirrel Hill by this guy. He came up to me. This was a good scam. He came up to me and he had a gas can and it was empty. Oh, yeah. He's like, dude, I just ran out of gas. I need just... If you have like five, ten bucks, got to get some gas. Yep. Gave him five, ten bucks. Yep. Couple days later, same guy, same can. Yep. I go, no, nah, dude, you got me with that a couple days ago. He turned like pale as a ghost. Now that was also because he was probably withdrawing from whatever drug right. he, yeah, he that ran is. out of money for. But still, like that was a scam that that guy had run on. Who knows how many people? That my brother, I almost fell for that uh, when I was like seventeen in Florida. With my bro- and my brother saw it happening to me. And he ran over. He goes, "No, no, 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 no!" He's like, "Dude, no, that's a scam." I'm like, "But he looks like he needs help." He's like, "That's what they do." <sighs> Am I understanding I mean, I you're about a, to be scammed? A, a good backstory. I mean, I, I do. So, in all of this talk of saying, "Boy, things were better back then," you know, and I'm not typically always one of those people. I like to be look forward and think, like, "Well, you know, things are good about now too." Um, why not have the best mix of both? You can have the best of both. Some things we had right. And the best of both is present at Kennywood. And we're going to be there tomorrow. You get the best of the old, the best of the new. Live from Kennywood tomorrow morning, the DVE morning show. We have 15 sets of winners who are going to join us in their Kennywood outfits. They'll get to ride rides before the uh, park even opens, which is pretty cool. It's the best. We'll have Rick C back there. We'll do some Kennywood memorying. And uh, it's going to be a blast. I'm really looking forward to it. Me too. Yeah, uh, I be- can't wait for you guys to see the steel curtain ride mm-hmm. and the like next to the racer where the log jammer used to be. Because to me, there is no better marrying of the old and the new in that park. The juxtaposition of those two yeah. rides is absurd. Perfect. Tomorrow morning, we'll be live from Kennywood right here on the DVE Morning Show. Tim Benz filling in with your sports next on DVE. From the Bridgeville Appliance Weather Center, Bridgeville Appliance is now hiring service technicians. Inquire at BridgevilleAppliance.com. 
This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Still have an air quality warning that will be in effect until midnight tonight. Look for some sunshine and cloud mixed in throughout the day. A high around 84 degrees on your Thursday afternoon. If your business is feeling a summer... Judah is out today and Tim Benz is filling in with your sports this morning on DVE. Benzie, what's going on? We are brought to you by Bridgeville Appliance. The Penguins made a trade before the NHL, not NFL, and an NHL draft got going last night. Penguins make a deal to get Riley Smith, the 32-year-old winger. Just won a cup with the Golden Knights. Also played with Boston, Dallas, and Florida. Smith is entering the second year of a three-year contract with a salary cap hit of $5 million. His contract does have some partial no-trade clauses. The 2023-24 season, he's got 10 teams, and it's an eight-team list the year after that. Appeared in 78 games last year, 56 points, 26 goals, and 30 assists. Nearly 16 minutes of ice time per game. 6-1-185. Left shot, had four goals, 10 assists in the playoffs, and route to the Cup of Vegas. Penguins now have $15.2 million in cap space remaining. Uh, here's Mike Sullivan with the scouting report on Smith. One of the strengths of his game is his hockey IQ on both sides of the puck. He's a conscientious player defensively. Um, You know, he has an offensive element to his game. Obviously, he scored 26 goals last year. His his body work in the league suggests that he can score goals. Um, And so I I think his versatility can play either wing. He kills penalties. He's on the power play. I I think that the the fact that that he's been used in all situations, I think, is... uh, is suggestive of his hockey IQ. Now, Sullivan insisted that this doesn't mean that the Pens are out on Jason Zucker. A lot of people were wondering that on Twitter last night. I'll insist that it does. Yeah. I don't know how they squeeze both in and still address the goaltending position, for instance. There's a lot of talk that Jeff Petrie may be on the way out, and that would certainly help in the salary cap front. However, uh, I still think it's tough to get both those guys on board. Smith can be a second, third-line kind of guy. For the Penguins, based on their structure, yeah. he's probably going to have to be a second-line guy. Um, so we'll see where they go from here. But I would think it'd be difficult to get both Zucker and Smith onto an NHL roster. This is basically like getting Jason Zucker with one, two more years of cost certainty. You're right, right. You know, because you don't know what's going to happen with Zucker in the free agent market. And you don't have to tie yourself up for as long as what Zucker's going to want. He's going to want more than two years. So um, they just got a player who's... A little bit of a different style, maybe not as energy prone, maybe not as mix it up and agitate the other team as Zucker is, but um, at least you know what you're going to pay for him. Added an, um, another member to the 30 plus club. Yeah, for this team. That's, that's the only thing that's a little bit, uh, not a little bit, it is discouraging is that fine, if you're operating at a high level, performing at a high level at that age, that's great. But the propensity to be injured. Is so much greater for somebody like that, that, and it just it flies in the face of what we were hoping to see in terms of a young sort of foundation here. Yeah, my thought was if they didn't keep Zucker for five or five and a half, they tried to get two guys who were younger mm-hmm. at like three million each or something like that. But um, this is just, I think, more of a cost specific move you know you know where you are now in terms of what your cap's going to be with that player in that position for the next few years and he is a good two-way guy so that was their move before the draft and once the draft started they picked at number 14 Braden Yeager out of the Western Hockey League from Moose Jaw 78 points 
Uh, 28 goals and 50 assists. He's from Saskatchewan, six foot, 166 pounds. Jaeger possesses a good shot and says he models his game after Sidney Crosby. You know, I, I roll on my game after Sidney Crosby, so it's it's pretty crazy to, to think that I'm wearing the same jersey he does. So, um, but yeah, I think just being able to play a 200 foot game is, is huge, and you know, transferring to the NHL level and, and getting the trust of your coaches. Somewhat surprisingly, names like Matthew Wood from UConn, Swedish defenseman Axel Sandin Pelika, and U.S. National Development Team member Oliver Moore were all on the board, and the Penguins passed on all of them. A lot of people who know the draft are surprised that. If all three were there, they wouldn't take one of those guys. Connor Bedard went number one to the Blackhawks, as expected. The Ducks passed on Adam Fantilli of Michigan, surprisingly. He went to the Blue Jackets, number three. Leo Carlson goes to the Ducks at two. Instead, Will Smith went to San Jose at four. Then there was this pick at number five. Legendary Canadians goaltender Carey Price announced the pick for his franchise. It was Austrian <laughs> defenseman out of the Swiss League, David Reidenbacher, or at least... That's what Price was supposed to try to say. Bonsoir. The Canadian de Montreal are proud to select David. (laughs) (laughs) We hear somebody in the crowd. David Reinbacher. Reinbacher. (laughs) Reinbacher. If you go back, somebody in the crowd yells out the guy's name. Yes. Yeah. It's hilarious. How do you screw that up? You had one job. So uh, Price later tweeted an apology. But did you see the look of horror on his face? Oh, my God. That's nightmare stuff. His face actually changed color in front of your very eyes. You can see just uh, when people say he went ashen or yes, yeah, just completely changed his expression. You actually saw that happen to him. On television last night. Um, I saw a close-up. Was he wearing pants? Because that's the only way it could have been worse. <laughs> like <laughs> A public speaking dream? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we pick... Uh, oh, God. What's the guy's name? Give him an index card. It's Put it in the prompter. What? That's, what piece of paper. that's what I don't get. Why would you send a, a guy up there cold like that? I don't know. I just... A pronunciation chart. Something. But, uh, yeah, he sent out a tweet saying how embarrassed he was, and uh, I guess they made up afterwards. But Pirates, they played last night. They won 7-1. to Mitch Keller gets the victory. He has nine wins now, second most in the National League. The sleepy Bucko Bats have now scored 16 runs over two games. Here's Derek Shelton after the victory. This is a guy that hadn't given up runs in a while and had been pitching really well in, in Blake, and we just kept going. I mean, and he threw, what, 107, 108 pitches, and and we were able to keep grinding and, and stay with it, and nice job because he threw the ball well. Yeah, Blake Snow he's talking about, and they get Joe Musgrove today, the former Pittsburgh Pirate pitcher. Luis Ortiz throws against him. That's at 12.35. Jared Triolo made his debut last night at third base and got a hit for the Pirates. Also, a perfect game was thrown last night. Domingo German of the New York Yankees. It's the first perfect game since 2012. It's the 24th in Major League Baseball history, and it's the fourth in Yankees Whoa. history. And uh, that's sports. Thanks, Tim. Val's got your news coming up top of the hour. What are you talking about? Well, if you've ever dreamed of eating like a Viking, and I'm not sure why you would, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I've got the perfect thing for you. The song seems to be appropriate. On a morning when you walk outside, start coughing, 
and can't see across a parking lot. I am still living with your ghost. Lonely and dreaming of the West Coast. I don't want to be your downtown. I don't want to be your stupid game. With my big black boots and an old suitcase. I do believe I'll find myself a Not exactly your show called F Boy Island. Yeah. And those guys bragging about how much they like to say the F word. Is that is that the gist of that show? No. Pretty much. Well, saying the F word does not make you an F boy. What what makes you an F boy? What is an F boy? An F boy is just somebody who F's like DTF? A whole lot. Oh. He, he it's his whole persona. Yeah. Is to it, try and idiocracy. Airhead dudes. That's it. Yes. Himbos. Yes. Indeed. Now, that dovetails nicely into what I wanted to, to bring up here. Um, Taylor Swift, I'm terrified by. 
and delighted by it at the same time. Mm-hmm. I never want to say anything bad about her because I know that the Tay Army is listening all the time. And I don't want to get on the list because there's a lot of guys oh, yeah. on the list. And one of those guys is John Mayer. Now, this past weekend in concert, Taylor Swift played a song, Dear John, all right, on her sure. Eras tour, which is supposed to be about her relationship with John Mayer. And I think she was 19 when she dated John Mayer. It was 14 years ago. Uh, long time. Long time. Uh, and he was probably, I don't know, mid-20s or something like that. And uh, she told her fans while playing, before playing it, she asked for their kindness and that gentleness to extend onto our internet activities. And um, with Speak Now, Taylor's version coming out, fans shouldn't, quote, feel the need to defend me on the internet against someone you think I might have written a song about. Basically, she's telling her fans, leave John Mayer alone. Mm-hmm. How do you think that worked out? <laughs> Not great. Backfired. So then John Mayer, who's out on tour with Dead and Company, and they're <laughs> selling out stadiums and, you know. Well, uh, pavilions. <laughs> well, they sold out Fenway Park two times, and they sold out uh, Wrigley Field two times, and they just put 30,000 people in uh, at Deer Creek. And <laughs> he posts after playing two sold-out shows at Fenway. What an honor this was. Right on the streets where I went, because he went to Berkeley, which you know, Bill, yeah, is yeah. right down the street right from Fenway. Street. You could throw a tennis ball and hit oh, it. Oh, yeah. And right he, there on Calm F. That's right. And so he's like, man, these were the streets I walked as a student and to see it come full circle. What a special night for me. The comments are all Taylor Swift fans <laughs> going after him. And they're saying things like, mother said to be kind to you. Mother. Yes, mother. That's the what mothership. they call her. So they call her mother. Mother. So all of these okay. comments are mother said this and mother said that. One person said we got grounded from mother because of you. Count your days, Johnny. All right. So That's I don't, so nice. Even though, <laughs> like, is that I bad? No, I don't know what it, you know what I mean. Uh, and then they now they accuse they're accusing him of planting this in her ear. Because they don't think she would have said it if he wouldn't have come to her and been like, hey, can you please tell your fans to be nice to me? Tell them to, to, you know, back down and call off your dogs. Are you holding our cats hostage or something? How did you get mother to say that? So what I'm getting at is I'd like to reiterate how glad I am that Taylor Swift uses her powers for good because she can clearly mobilize these people. Into a force. To do anything. That could take, like, remember when that guy uh, last weekend almost caused the Russian, a new Russian revolution and took the Wagner forces back into Moscow? Taylor can do that. Taylor would not have backed out either. She would have taken Moscow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) With an army of girls dressed up in pink. Mother told us to take Russia. (laughs) I'm telling you. Don't mess around with her. I went on at the Instagram post and read it yesterday. Dude, it's it's hundreds of Taylor Ugh. Swift fans going after John Mayer because she said, please don't go after John Mayer. Like, I don't even think anybody would have gone after him this weekend had she not said that. Right. So Taylor Lautner, I guess she dated him, too. 
He's that's that the Twilight the, guy. The dude from the Twilight. He filmed the movie here. He's got the yeah. He's got the pig nose. Yeah. He's got, he's got one of those pig noses. Uh, he was asked about the uh, Speak Now Taylor's version coming out, and he said, I think it's a great album. Yeah, uh, uh, I feel safe, but I'm praying for John. <laughs> he said that? I feel safe, but I'm praying for John. Yes, that was his quote. Oh I mean, these are <laughs> these are suburban problems, man. What are we even talking about? It's, yeah, it's not quite, uh, you know, Death Row Records versus... Uh, <laughs> Uh, th- it's not any actual one? threats. I don't think Nobody's so. Nobody's dangling anybody over a balcony. No. I don't think so, but it's annoying. But if she wanted them to, oh, uh, they definitely would. Look out. She's got a lot of bad blood out there. See what he did there? That was a Taylor song. Mm. <laughs> it is funny, the amount of parents I've talked to uh, in the past couple of weeks since that concert who've been exposed to Taylor Swift more than ever before. Yeah. Whose takeaway is I get it. I like it. I get it too. And a lot of parents like the the two she did during COVID uh, as Evermore and something else. I don't know, there's like two kind of acoustic albums. Sure. And they're like it's actually pretty adult. It's like it's really good. So everybody's begrudgingly on board. <laughs> so John Mayer's number days are number. That's all I'm saying. Look out, John. Watch your back, John. Mother grounded us because of you, Johnny. Is there any artist at any point in your life that you were that devoted to? I was just trying to think of that. Like, who would my mother have been sick of? And it would probably have been Bon Jovi. David Lee Roth. Oh, no, she hated David Lee Roth. But if but you... But if especially David Lee if Roth, you called him daddy. Yeah, if David Lee Roth <laughs> told you to do or not do something, would you have I been... Probably, I probably would have considered it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. At least considered yeah, it. Yeah, of All right, course. That's, a, that's, a, that's an honest answer, at least. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I liked all like classic rockers when I was young. Like Most of them were dead. It's like Jim Morrison wasn't going to come back from the grave and tell mm, me to do something, no. you know? But I was fascinated with Page and Plant. Oh, I did think they were kooky. So, you know what I mean? Like, I thought Jimmy yeah, Page Yeah, what was... if Jimmy Page wanted you to practice black magic? Well, I thought he was mm-hmm. nuts. I was terrified of black magic. Look, I, you, like me, got the back masking oh, yeah. talks from, from the parents and grandparents. <laughs> my grandmother prayed over me and my brothers about this. because all probably she, did. All but... she did was watch the 700 Club, and she was convinced that the music we were listening to was going to turn us into Satanists. Yes. And don't forget, that stuff went to trial. I mean, Judas Priest had to go on trial and was, defend themselves. Ozzy had to go in a courtroom and defend himself against allegations that he was trying to indoctrinate kids into Satanism through backmasking. Well, Ozzy's was suicide solution. Yeah, I thought that was a suicide case. Uh, Judas Priest was actual, uh, the Satanistic, like, backmasking, you're trying to influence kids like they had steve albini did a whole thread on this last week they had audio experts in court saying this would be so impossible to do that not only mm-hmm. would you know does the, the the compulsion to do something like this sound ridiculous but the actual practice of doing it is so difficult that it can't really be done effectively. It wasn't done in the case of these tapes. We've listened to them. We we ran them back. We know how this would have had to occur. It did not happen. And the jury was still not swayed. They still 
had to keep fighting. And that, like, that trial was That's not wild. a slam dunk for Judas Priest. They almost lost that one. And it, and it was clear they didn't try to do it. So I came out of theorists were right. I came back then. I came out of all of that era. So I was terrified of the Satanist thing. Like, I'm like, do they have a point? I mean, I do have an Eddie poster on my wall and he does look like he's crawling at us. Hell, this one is like, right. Like this one is kids saying like, listen, you've been up in your room making bracelets all day. I'm worried about you. (laughs) It's not quite as impactful. (laughs) Yes. Low stakes. Don't you be commenting on Instagram. (laughs) Have I sold my soul? Like, so if Jimmy Page asked me to do something to your earlier point, I probably would have been terrified. (laughs) Hello, it's Jimmy. I was wondering if maybe you could come over. Give me some. Help me with some, my retaining some, wall. Some hands <laughs> on the Ouija board. We're going to try to reach Alistair Crowley. And then later on, yes, I have to dig a ditch. Did he live in his house? <laughs> yeah, dude, he bought Alistair Crowley's house. I think it's for, he might be trying to sell it now. But that's not the one that's next to Robbie Williams, where he's constantly suing Robbie Williams for making too much noise in his garden. Old, old rock star beef. It's such fun, dude. <laughs> hilarious what do you got coming up by the way uh well we're gonna tackle some really serious subjects like whether you should keep your ketchup in the refrigerator (laughs) or on the shelf hey there you go that's the kind of stuff i'm (laughs) looking for in this dystopian age walking outside and it's smoky again in pittsburgh so beware uh big cat joins us from pardon my take 815 uh and we'll talk to brian conway from the pittsburgh independent news 845 about their latest in print issue so uh stay tuned it's the dve morning show no matter what you're doing in the afternoon, DVE's Chad Tyson has a little bit of everything. Deep cut requests every hour. Sports news. Uh, Vegas, and they have the slot machines in the airport. Yeah. Well, one lucky traveler won more than a million dollars on one of those airport slot machines what? in Vegas. The traveler was uh, hitting the slots while waiting for a flight on Tuesday. Uh, the winner hit the jackpot, totaling more than $1.3 million. That'd be weird if then you were like in 27B after that, you know? <laughs> right. I just won a million bucks. Yeah, whatever. You got the middle seat, dude. Just uh, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Can I uh, Can I have some peanuts? No? How about now? <laughs> Drop Dropping hundies on the plane. Everybody's dream when you're in Vegas. I'm just going to hit the slots one last time. One last time. Might win big. I read something the other day. You know, there were so many flight delays the last few days. Like, Newark was a real mess. The whole East Coast was a mess. I have to fly in, like, three weeks. I'm already having anxiety about about canceled flights. You'll be fine. Um down, I think it was Charlotte. They have an area where, you know, because everyone flies with their dogs now, which, look, I'm very much a pro. You should be able to fly with your dog, even if it's not a service animal. I think dogs should be allowed on planes before most people. They're That's better behaved. Crazy. But if ahead. you buy a seat for your dog, you should be allowed to have your dog on the plane. You don't think Any so? Where's the, where's the dog going to go to the bathroom? You're Yeah, you're talking a full-size Doberman Pinscher? No. Uh, let's say 70 pounds or less. 70 pounds? Well, my dog's big ass dog. dog (laughs) My dog's 65. So, somebody said they were stuck in the airport, and one of those airports that has like the little areas where you can, there's like smoking lounges, and then there's like poop areas. But people didn't realize that That that's what that area was. And they were laying on the grass. Oh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just taking a little nap before you go on your flight. Is Charlotte the one with the rocking chairs? Yes, yes, yes. 
And there's a poop area? Apparently, yeah. With no rocking chairs, obviously. No rocking chairs there. I've never seen those rocking chairs open. Every time I walk past those rocking chairs, they're filled. They're soothing. My conspiracy theory would be that the Vegas airport, like, just ironically or totally by chance has delays all the time because they want you to to drain more money there. Like in the movie Casino, where the guy takes yeah. off. Yeah, where they. Oh, something happened with the plane. Yeah, sorry. We'll he, comp you. We'll get you dinner. Moves him back to the casino and takes all of the money that he just won. Look, I, I don't doubt there's a little bit of that. But when it comes to like commercial uh, airfare, I don't know. I think they want to keep the trains oh, moving, yeah, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. Um, the customer service disaster. We're broadcasting live from Kennywood tomorrow morning, FYI. Yay. Very much looking forward Can't to heading out there. <clears throat> America's great fun park. And um, it is kind of the best of you know having a foot in the past and the present. Because not only do you get that sort of nostalgic feeling out there, but Bill, you were just there. They've got some of the best contemporary roller coasters in the country. The Steel we're- Curtain is probably my favorite ride that I've been on in the last 10 years. Wow. It's so good. Yeah. Is that new? It's brand new. couple What's- years old. Oh, I'm thinking Steel Phantom. Yeah. Yes. That's an older roller coaster. And then now I think it's the Phantom's Revenge okay. or something. Because like it's it's funny because now I call it what it used to be called. Like I'm like, yeah, the Steel Phantom. They're like, you mean Phantom's Revenge, Dad? I'm like, I, I don't know. I was, you know, it's Star Lake. Yeah. It's always been Star Lake. I'm not calling it the Post Gazette Pavilion. Now I saw <laughs> it's not the Post Gazette Pavilion. But I'm saying like they went back. Because I think people were just calling it Star Lake the whole time. So there was a whole thread on Star Lake last week where someone said that the lake used to be a star. Shaped like a star? Shaped like a star, yeah. But whatever development has screwed it up. But Star Lake comes from not the fact that it looked like a star was another contention. That that was the name of, like, there was a mine out there that was, like, the star something. Like, that was the... Yeah, maybe. It was an abridged version of whatever the name was. I'm not exactly sure where it happened, but I, I I really wish they would have built a better in and out system in that place. They can't. It's all protected. It's all state park. Is that park. what it is? It's all Raccoon State Park. For real? Yeah. That's what I heard. Well, that's good enough for me. If you heard it, especially on the internet. I mean, if you look at a map, I didn't hear it on the internet, but if you look at a map, all of that area around there mm-hmm. is park and woods and well that makes sense protected and you can't build other roads in there's nothing else to do i'm going out one last time i'm doing it for the fish shows i'm at least doing one fish show for sure i might not do both of them if if it was as easy as driving in and out of there like it used to be a little bit easier i feel like than it is now just because they don't have it staffed i would go to both but i i I can't see spending a whole day out there two days in a row because that's what it takes to go to those shows now when they're sold out. What's the closest hotel? Robinson? Or Oh, my God. I don't even know. Where I mean, would you stay? Uh, no. my ha- no. I mean, I'd just go home. But You would? Yeah, but you have that's to get there early enough that you're spending the day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have to leave town before 3 o'clock to go to a concert. That's That seems crazy. Not it that does. there isn't plenty of fun stuff to do in the parking lot. Uh, yeah. 
Um, tomorrow's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very much looking forward to that. And we'll There's have... no real tailgating at Kennywood. No? Everybody hurries up and gets in there. Yeah. Not a lot of people hanging out in the parking lot. The party lot. is in the park. Has Kennywood started doing like the fast pass stuff that they do at Yeah, there's Disney? a little of that. Yeah. Okay. There is a fast pass. I, I don't, I haven't gotten it. And I think that that's what the people were using who my mom tried to do a citizens on patrol, citizens arrest <laughs> in her scooter and ended up in the shrubs by the Thunderbolt exit. It was just people using a fast pass. Oh, uh, your mom's the where best. Where you go in the exit, apparently. I, I don't know how the whole tomorrow? system works. No. Aww. No, I'm not bringing them tomorrow. Oh, that's a drag. People are going in different directions. Is she suspended? Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's not allowed in the park. <laughs> she has to wait till August to go back. They're recharging her scooter. <laughs> Did she? Was that a bring your own scooter? Or they, no, that, that they was gave a, her. They gave her one. A there. gray bowling shoe with the number eighteen on the back of it. <laughs> that, like Gardell said, she took the governor off of and was whipping that thing around one-handed with a Contigo to-go mug in the other hand. What's in the mug? Iced tea, iced tea, I think. Coffee. Yeah, your mom could be anything. My brother's the same way. Addicted to iced tea. Iced tea. She's, I mean, Lipton iced tea from back in the day. Crystal Light, the little pods. They still make Crystal Light? I don't oh, yeah. know if they still do. That's what was in the house yeah, all the did. time back in the day. Boy, some I of I mean, the... they did as, a co- as of a couple of years ago. We went through some real transitions with iced tea there in the 90s. I mean, it was a real... Remember the Nest Tea plunge? Oh, I mean, yeah. it was like, are you a Lipton person or are you a Nest yeah. Tea? You guys have no idea, you kids out there, how much we were into tea back in the day. I mean, my mom There were tea just, wars. She's just always been a like a bring-your-own-beverage. I remember one time we were at Kelly O's. She ordered a coffee and then pulled a full-size coffee mate out of her purse. I was like, how long have you been out? Isn't this supposed to be refrigerated? <laughs> I had lunch at Kelly's yesterday, the one up in the North Hills. Oh, the Best. new one. Yeah, dude, it's Did not- you get breakfast? Uh, no. Award-winning I- coffee? No, because I love the chicken soup so much that I need to start with the chicken soup. Mm-hmm. So I went chicken soup and I did a club sandwich. Never had their chicken soup. Oh, dude. I just have, I can't go there and not get breakfast. I don't know what it is. I, I had, it's weird you say that because I had breakfast for, for dinner after that because I felt like. You had like Brenner? I had Brenner. But I think they put sugar in their chicken soup. I don't know. There's something about it. It is oh, so really? delicious. I'm, I always want to take some to go like your mom. And I'll just like, you know, bust it out or another <laughs> yeah, time. Well, why not? It, Take it, it. You know, it's almost July, but it still kind of feels like soup weather right now in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And here is the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast. Another pretty bad air quality day today. Just limit the outdoor activities today. We'll see some sunshine. It'll be hazy and a high temperature near 80. I'm Scott Harbaugh on Severe Weather Center 11. 57 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Keystone Basement Systems. Highest rated, most trusted KeystoneBasementSystems.com. Tray of Life shooter Robert Bowers is epileptic and schizophrenic and has a history of trying to take his own life. That was the testimony yesterday of medical expert Siddhartha Nedkarni uh, testifying for the defense during the penalty phase of Bowers' trial. Bowers was convicted earlier this month in the 2018 mass shooting that left 11 people dead at the Tree of Life synagogue. And jurors soon will determine if he is eligible for the death penalty. His attorneys say Bowers' history of epilepsy and schizophrenia should result in the jury ruling out the death penalty. Prosecutors are challenging those arguments. 
elements. Debris found from the imploded Titan submarine is believed to contain human remains. The U.S. Coast Guard made the announcement Wednesday after a ship carrying pieces of wreckage recovered from the bottom of the ocean returned to port. A crane offloaded that debris that looked to include the nose of the Titan. Investigators from the U.S. and Canada will use those pieces to try to determine what caused the submersible to implode. The evidence will be transported to a U.S. port for further analysis. I uh, saw a uh, a Reddit thread yesterday with uh, some guy who was uh, not trolling who believed he would have survived. <laughs> Come on. How does he think that? You know, it's like Mar- Marky Mark, like, yeah, if I was on that plane at 9-11, I would have stopped the hijackers yeah i don't think you can survive an implosion i stay prayed up yeah <laughs> you can't pray your way up out of an implosion they didn't even know they what didn't hit know them. what was happening right. they were sitting there talking and the next thing they, they were just they ceased to exist yeah like which is way preferable of a way to go oh. to staring at each other for four days and suffocating yeah. yes oh our fascination with that whole thing was pretty, was was itself fascinating to watch. People could not get enough about the sub. I mean, well, after it's... we were like, it imploded, I thought like, all right, well, that's the end of it. Nope. 48 more hours of news coverage on it. It's baby Jessica in the well. Yeah. It really is. That is such a good reference. All the way down. I keep thinking of the Simpsons episode where they, they did the song. What was it? The, the, I, I don't watch. It was Maggie. Them. I think Maggie was in the in the well on the <laughs> Simpsons. But baby Jessica, isn't she like an adult now? Yeah, I would imagine. Forties, yes. isn't she? But like she lived is my point. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, more Americans believe the COVID pandemic is over, but fewer than half say their lives are back to business as usual. A new Gallup poll shows 64% of respondents say the COVID pandemic is done. In February of this year, just 49% said the same. Just over 40% said they don't think their lives will ever go back to what was normal pre-pandemic. Along party lines, 84% of Republicans said the pandemic is over compared to 65% of independents and just over half of Democrats. Do you wonder how your salary compares to others? Well, according to data from job site ZipRecruiter, the average American yearly salary is 58563 bucks. The average hourly rate as of June 20th of this year is $28.16 an hour. That said, there are variables, of course, that come into play, such as where you live and industry demand for your job. Well, if you've ever dreamed of gorging yourself like a Viking, not sure why you would have, mm-hmm. but there's a hotel in Iceland that has just the meal for you. Hotel Rangas Icelandic Cave Dining Adventure. <laughs> Rangas. Rangas. <laughs> Features a dinner. Did you stay there when you were there? Uh, where is it? Uh... It doesn't say specifically where. It's Hotel Ranga. Hotel Rangus. In Iceland. I'm sorry, but if you're going to say that word to me, I mean, I'm thinking of Dr. Steve Brule immediately. (laughs) Uh, Their cave dining adventure features a dinner in one of 12 man-made caves of Hela, which are usually only accessible via guided tours. The caves date back to when Nordic Vikings settled in the area. The Viking meal includes gravlax, which is cured salmon. Gravlax. Whipped potatoes and lamb shank. 
Dude, that's a good dinner. Yeah, it sounds Vikings pretty good. Vikings ate great. Man, I feel like you could build a house with that. Problem is, you have to eat it with a wooden spoon or your hands. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's part of the $1,850 cost. What's that's the name of that hotel? Pretty expensive. Hotel Ranga. How about if I say a word and you guess what it means? Let's try that game. Dangus. <laughs> Vegas. Vegas no, is a city. Dangus. <laughs> Dangus. I'm not sure what Dangus means. Dangus means your front naughty. I'm a man or boy. Where your milk comes out of your Dangus. Mm-hmm. That's one point for me. One point. Next word. Rangus. I don't have any idea Rangus what it means. Rangus means when you make hot rain out of your bottom. <laughs> if you get a real slop in your belly, then you make hot brown rain. <laughs> 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 writes that hot brown rain he just comes up with it oh my god after he's drank three bottles of wine <laughs> uh, john, oh, oh my john c riley i think rangus is actually funnier than nangus to oh, me but oh, your front naughty part. Your front naughty <laughs> and you guess what it means let's try that game dangus <laughs> vegas Vegas no, is a city. Dangus. Dangus. I'm not sure what Dangus means. Dangus means you're front naughty. Uh. <laughs> he doesn't even say part. That's what makes it so funny. You're front naughty. You're front naughty. <laughs> I clicked on, you know, because YouTube knows I love Steve Brule. So anytime I'm on YouTube, it just comes up. And there was one the other day of him. Did you ever see the space one? Or he's just staring oh, there. He goes, so. space, 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 space. <laughs> he just keeps saying space over and over. It's one of the most hilarious like characters Silly. that has oh, ever yeah. been invented. And what is the story behind that? Like, who pitched him on? I think that, it's a or? Tim and Eric thing. It was on. It was on Tim and Eric. Uh, uh, you know, awesome show, Crazy awesome job. Show, yeah, whatever. whatever yeah, God. and they were doing like a, a parody of those, like you know, Phoenix Today. You know, one of those like local news, yeah, shows, sort of magazine shows. And uh, he was the resident like doctor. We're going to talk to Doctor Steve Brule today about blank, and uh, he just kind of created this character and. I think they just follow him around with cameras and let him do whatever he wants. The one where even more of my favorite than the wine one is when he goes to the closed seafood restaurant. <laughs> oh, my God. He's in the dumpster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, if you ever, yeah, if you ever feel a little gloomy, just go ahead. And Dr. Steve Brule on YouTube. I know that if, if Val is down and out, I can always find some Steve Brule. That'll cheer her up. Sweet it's so, so silly. <laughs> Rangus. His it, the, the, Dangus. the wine marks on his upper lip when he's drinking. That's not very good for you. <laughs> Nobody wants. What does he say? Nobody wants. Nobody wants that. <laughs> uh important stuff that we tackle here. Uh, people online can't agree. Where to store your open bottle of ketchup? In the fridge. Do you keep it in the fridge or leave it at room temperature? Well, Heinz UK division started a Twitter poll to ask people what they thought. Uh, At last check, only 55% said they refrigerate their ketchup. But remember, that's the British voting. Uh, It's not clear if those numbers are accurate here, but I don't know. Some people apparently hate cold ketchup. And the main argument people have for not refrigerating is that, well, restaurants leave it sit out on the table, so why can't I? 
It's a good well, point. the argument is that they put it in the fridge at night. Well, what? no, the argument is that it gets used a lot faster. Oh, that is true. Which is one thing I never thought of. Uh, but according to Heinz, your fridge is the best place for it. Heinz UK posted on Twitter and said, FYI, ketchup goes in the fridge. Yeah. A spokesperson for Heinz added it's the best way to maintain its taste. Well, so there I, you go. Uh, where do you stand on eggs? In the fridge. In the fridge. Yeah, me too. I'm a, I'm a butter out guy, though. Me too. One out, one in. butter. Cold butter? I hate it. Really screws up a piece of toast, doesn't it? You had a nice piece of toast, and now you got a mess of crumbs in your hand. The only time I don't mind it if it's cold is in mashed potatoes because they're hot. And well, you yeah, just, that'll melt. You yeah. could just make yeah. the little cooking with cold butter, no, no problem. But I'm just talking. What are you doing there? Spreading just... a little butter on your toast. Co- yeah, cover it up. You immediately look like the Hulk made a piece of toast. <laughs> yeah. You look like a a caveman who's trying to do something <laughs> that needs to be uh, gentle. That's good. Bad. Yes. That's bad toast, Hulk. So you have Always one out in the butter, butter in the butter dish. One in the butter dish, buddy. And then you know, obviously, the rest in the fridge. Tell you what, yes. really. And when you're at a restaurant and uh, or, well, like a diner, and then they'll be like, "Here's some butter for your rolls, whatever." And they just came out of the freezer. Oh. That really chaps my ass. Yep. I went through the trouble of opening <laughs> this thing up. And you're giving me an ice cube butter, son of a. Then you got to open, you got to create an incision in the bun and put the cold butter in there, and then seal it up like the like a Pac Man. That's if you have a hot bun. Yeah, you yeah. gotta hope they're hot enough to melt it for a while. Then if, you're like, if Come it's on, temperature buns, you're no good. Yeah, you can't. These are the real first world problems that I have. <laughs> Uh, the Rolling Stones 2002 Hits Collection 40 Licks will be released digitally for the first time on July 26th. Two days later on July 28th, it'll be available as a limited edition four disc 180 gram black vinyl set housed in a wide spine gatefold sleeve. At the same time, it'll be streamed in the Dolby Atmos format. 40 Licks was released in September 2002 to celebrate the Stones' 40th anniversary and to mark the beginning of their Licks tour, which saw them do 117 shows around the world in 14 months, the second highest grossing tour in history up to that time. Among the songs on the album are 20 top 10 singles, including Satisfaction, Miss You, Brown Sugar, and Get Off My Cloud. More than 7 million copies of 40 Licks have been sold worldwide. Finally, Pete Davidson is in rehab to deal with his borderline personality disorder and PTSD. People Magazine reports that a source says the comedian should be getting out soon. Another insider says that Pete will often check himself into rehab to work on these issues. His friends and family have been supportive during this time. Pete, who's been open about his mental health struggles, revealed in 2018 he had been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Just last year, he underwent trauma therapy after being harassed online by Kanye West while he was dating Kim Kardashian. Smokey again today. Might see the sun. 80 for the high. It's 59 at DBE. Tim Benz filling in for Mike Pursuit with your sports. The Buckos bats continue to uh, to roll last night at PNC Park in a smoky night for Pirates fans who were in attendance. And Got to see a good one, though. And the newest uh, Penguin has a name that sounds familiar, but it's spelled different. Yager? Yeager? Yeager. 
Very close. Couple Jaeger bombs That's right. on the way. The uh, details from all that coming up next. Big Cat joins us at 8.15 from Barstool's Pardon My Take. And uh, you're going to want to stick around for that. Sports next. DVE. Could you play something for me? The answer is always yes when you build the mini. Mike Pursuta is off today. He was in a washing machine accident. And Tim... <laughs> <laughs> Tim Benz is here with your sports now on DVE. It's brought to you by Bridgeville Appliance. That washing machine comes out of nowhere. Comes huh? out of nowhere. Great lateral movement. Ah! Explodes <laughs> in the scene. <laughs> Penguins made a trade before the draft started last night in Nashville. They shipped a 2024 third-round pick out to Vegas in exchange for Riley Smith. It was the Teddy Bluger pick. They just gave it back and got Riley Smith to play wing. 32 years old, won a cup with the Vegas Golden Knights. He's also played with Boston and Dallas and Florida. Entering the second year of a three-year contract, salary cap hit of $5 million. He does have some no-movement clauses over the next couple of years. He appeared in 78 games during the 2022-23 season and scored 56 points on 26 goals and 30 assists. 16 minutes of ice time per game, 6'185 pounds. Primarily skated on left wing last season. Left shot, four goals, 10 assists in the playoffs. Here's Mike Sullivan speaking with the media yesterday. And he talks about whether or not Smith coming to Pittsburgh definitely means that Jason Zucker is out. I, I don't think it does. You know, I, I know Kyle has spoke to uh, to Zuck's agent. And, uh, you know, and, and Zuck's is a valuable player for our team. And, um, you know, our coaching staff, we're certainly hopeful that uh, that, that we can get something accomplished and, and keep Zuck in our locker room. He's, uh, he's had, a, he had a real good year for us last year. He's a big part of our team. I know his teammates uh, really value what he brings. Penguins now $15.2 million in cap space. Of course, there could be a trade for Jeff Petrie. Who knows what they're going to do with Michael Granlin's salary if they buy him out mm-hmm. or move him with an asset to somebody else to take on the contract. But there are some options to create more cap room. It doesn't necessarily mean that Zucker's staying, though. If we could find a dance partner that would take all our bl- bad players and then give us all their good players, that would be wonderful. Yes, all of our bad players for all of your good <laughs> players has morphed in recent years to all of our bad contracts for all of your good contracts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, as far as the draft itself goes, the Penguins take 18-year-old Braden Yeager with the 14th overall selection. I'll credit Jesse Marshall from The Athletic. I saw him tweet this last night. Every goal he scores once he gets to the NHL is going to be a Jaeger bomb. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Got to get that going at PPG Paints Arena. Uh, 67 games Jaeger. with Moose Jaw. Jaeger. One thing which Jesse was doing was showing a montage of his goals. You know what he does when he shoots? He does the Kessel thing, the one-leg thing that Kessel used to do mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, looks a little familiar. He had 78 points, 28 goals, 50 assists, a native of Saskatoon. Kyle Dubas, Penn's director of Hockey Ops, talks about the selection. He had to go against really difficult competition. He doubled his assist total year to year, but I think more importantly, um, in addition to his production, was the way that he played defensively, the way that he drove possession out of his own zone, um, played the whole rink, skated through the middle of the rink, with him able to make plays, able to be the defensive conscience of his line while also still producing offensively. The scouting staff was very excited about him, and um, we were thrilled to be able to get him uh, at our pick. Hmm. Probably about two, three years away, three this, years away. This is what 
I have a problem with with the NHL. It's so anticlimactic. Like, I was watching it last night, and it's just difficult to get excited about it. Like the Steelers draft somebody. He's instantly on the incline. He's at the zoo. He's eating a permani sandwich. He's probably going to chip in this year. The Penguins draft a guy, and it's like, go live in Scranton for two years. We'll see you in a while. He's at the zoo is my favorite. Well, we got to take him to the zoo. Was it Broderick Jones thought he was going to get attacked by a giraffe or something? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, but you're right. The only draft that matters now in terms of recognition and immediate payoff is the nfl i mean even the nba yep i I don't recognize half the names no they played in the g league last year they're coming from overseas right baseball you know maybe you know the top couple guys but aside from that it's gonna gonna be be a liners well hopefully not for the pirates they get that paul skeens guy you know who knows he could be here gosh he could be here this year if the pirates take him i don't know if the pirates take him but if another team were to take right he'd probably have the potential playing in the majors. Uh, now, as far as the top pick goes, this guy we will see. In fact, we'll see him here at PPG Paints Arena. There's no way he's not starting in the NHL. Connor Bedard, number one to the Blackhawks, and he's going to make his debut in Pittsburgh against the Pens on October the 10th. Sidney Crosby was his idol growing up, and he was asked about that last night on ESPN. Got to make it first, but um, that would be unreal. My favorite player growing up and a big idol of mine, so... Um, no, I, I don't think if, if that happens that for me personally, you could script it any better. The Ducks surprisingly passed on Adam Fantilli out of Michigan went with Leo Carlson instead. Fantilli goes to Columbus third. Pirates, they look for a three-game sweep against the Padres. That's because they won 7-1 last night. Mitch Keller gets the victory. He has nine now, second most in the National League. The slumping Bucko Bats have now scored 16 runs over two games. Here's Keller on the run support and the up-and-down nature of Major League Baseball this year. It's fun. I mean, it keeps, uh, keeps the level of intensity up, um, the competition, yeah, because you don't want to give it up. Um, so, yeah, the, the little focus is a little extra on those and, uh, and just the intensity of wanting to get through and scoreless. Yeah, his he- pitch count was high last night, especially because of the first inning, but, man, his stuff is just filthy. It moves, for sure. And that's what was so off-putting about all those trade rumors about him that cropped up earlier in the week from John Morosi. He was kind of playing matchmaker with the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew McCutcheon earlier in the week, and then he also speculated about the prospect of somebody sniff around about Mitch Keller. He should be an all-star this year. I mentioned he's second in the National League in wins. In yep. ERA, I think his ERA is about 3-4-5 or something like that right now. But he's, he's fifth in Major League Baseball in strikeouts. Did have a high strikeout game yesterday. Only got through six uh, because he did have such a high pitch count through. the. I think it's 54 pitches through the first two. Uh, but then he got through six. And, I know it's Mitch Keller. But what is wrong with the Padres? Oh, yeah. that's. I mean, my God. The third biggest payroll in baseball, right? You look yeah. at that lineup, that you're lineup like, how do they not stacked. score seven runs, eight Every runs a game? game. Right. Yeah. At least, uh, even if he takes you to through six, I mean, how do they not beat up whoever came in next? You know, and I know Darvish didn't pitch yesterday, but Darvish, Snell, who pitched last night, and Musgrove, Musgrove. Getting, Musgrove's been great lately. Yeah. Um, they're getting some pitching. They should be getting more hitting. There's no way they should be struggling the way that they are. It's crazy. Um, Is this like the weird Pirates thing where they do the inverted Steelers thing? Instead of playing down to opponents, like they play up. They somehow like handle the Dodgers 
in their series against them, they play well against the Yankees. Like, they do well against good teams. I wish they would apply that to the top teams in the division. Like, you know, Milwaukee, <laughs> yeah, that would help. Shape but right they're now. not a good team this year. I mean, the Padres are, you know, no, they're fighting struggling. for last place. Right. I mentioned Musgrove over his last six starts, 5-0 and record, 1.98 ERA, 1.05 whip. Um, he is now 6-2 and two with a 3-3-8. Ortiz pitches for the Buccos. And there's a perfect game thrown last night. Domingo Germán of uh, the New York Yankees beating Oakland 11-0. First perfect game since 2012, 24th in MLB history, and the fourth New York Yankee to do so. And that's sports at 740. Fouls News, top of the hour. What are you talking about? If somebody told you that you're a sensitive person, would you take it as a compliment? Big Cat from Pardon My Take. Joining us 815 right here on the DVE Morning Show. As part of the DVE Comedy Festival, we're proud to bring back Doug Benson, Doug Loves Movies podcast live at the Bottle Rocket Saturday afternoon. It's Randy Bauman in the DVE Morning Show. Okay, so Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire, kind of a polarizing tune back in the day, right? It was like that in R.E.M.'s It's the End of the World as We Know It was kind of like one of those list songs that some people like, some people don't like. Some of them are great. And some of them are not so great. Like, I think the Clark's Born Too Late, awesome. So good. Awesome. Great yes, list, agree more. list song, like sort of historical list song, yes. or referential mm-hmm. anyways. Um, and It's the End of the World as We Know It, I think, is f- superior to We Didn't Start to Fire Billy Joel. There's a lot of great Billy Joel songs. I don't think that's one of them. Fall Out Boy has remade We Didn't Start the Fire with updated lyrics. Mm. <laughs> Wow. And it's Canada's national song. <laughs> I don't even know who was asking for this, but they redid it and include, you know, like all contemporary stuff that have happened since the last one. Uh, here's a little of the Fallout Boy version of this. Sounds very Fallout Boy. <laughs> that it does. Here you go. Okay. Um, mm. What was the first thing they said? Captain Planet. I'm not okay, a... cartoon from back in the day. Okay. okay. Iceland Volcano. Don't remember that. I don't mean, don't Game, re- Game of Thrones? I don't know. What are they talking about? I don't know. Oklahoma City, Pokemon, Tiger Woods, MySpace, GMO. Okay. okay. All right. All her- I've heard of all of them. Kurt Cobain, Tiger Woods, Monsanto, Monsanto. GMOs. Okay. Got it. Pokemon. <laughs> I'm not sure if these are all on the timeline, but... Alright, see, Man, like, this uh, is, yeah, this is all over the place. Right. It's really. This is a multiverse. I mean, <laughs> nuclear accidents, Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cambridge Analytica is like right now. That That is the uh, musical version of Franco Harris, <laughs> George Washington. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nowhere near the same time. Yes, here's, alright, here's another verse. Okay, Obama, what? Spielberg, Explosion, Lebanon. You're going to have to be more specific. Well, yeah, yeah, that could Mount be. Mount Lebanon? <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, 
and a transformer break. It was <laughs> tragic. Nobody, everybody's Cedar on one out Boulevard for a week. is closed. <laughs> Hold on. All right. Wait, I'm Unabom not or what? Bobbit John. Okay, because he Wait wants to I'm not okay with saying Bobbit John. Yeah, no. Nobody knows him as Bobbit John. <laughs> Papa John, <laughs> Papa John, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to cut your penis he, off. Why didn't he just you. say Papa John? <laughs> no, you know, hard. he's in the That's news. That's accurate. Bobbit John. He was, remember, he had to go to racism camp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he did. Yeah. He? yeah. He's down to three N-words a month now. <laughs> I've been weaning myself off the N-word for some time. <laughs> and I tell you what, I don't even get the cravings for it anymore. And then they replaced him with Shaq, <laughs> which is just the like, best dunk of all time. Who's the most not racist <laughs> person we can think of? Uh, all right, um, who's the biggest black man on the planet? <laughs> that's what it was. We really have to. We got to go the other direction in a big way. Uh, can we get... Two? No, just <laughs> no, just one. All right, so bombing it looks like two. Bombing Boston Marathon. Balloon Boy War on Terror QAnon. Okay. Again, these are not. Very, they are no. really just grabbing from all all kinds of years. This there, is an AOR song. There is, all over the road. There's no chron chronology to Did this. Did he AI this? <laughs> Dude, this sounds like ChatGPT. Ask ChatGPT to point. write you a better one. Hold on. All right. Uh, so. I got about half of that. I like it's all fun things. Ever given Suez? I don't know what that is. I don't think we got that right. Is that the when the plane got or the shipping boat? <laughs> oh, no, you, got stuck, you got stuck in the Suez Canal. It might have been it. Oh, I relate Sammy to that so Columbine, much. Though. Sandra Bland and Samir Rice. <laughs> Wait, I, Wait, go back. I missed Hold all on. of that. You got I was still laughing about shipping boats. <laughs> this one. Okay, he really, there's some heavy ones in this, this verse. What? Shinzo Abe blown away. Wasn't he the Japanese uh, he's premier? He's still alive. <laughs> I think he's still here. I'm pretty sure. Uh, can you get I, Fallout Boy on the line, please? I think he might currently be in power. He's like, why do no, I have not. to be after Columbine, Sandy Hook, and ISIS? LeBron. What did LeBron do to Fallout Boy? Uh, former Prime Minister of yeah, Japan. That's what I thought. Okay. okay but still. I got Furby. Uh, Fermi Paradox. Fermi. I thought you said Furby. No, no, Furby would make sense. Metroid. Uh, he had George Floyd. Met, here's a George Floyd, Metroid, Burj Khalifa, Metroid, Fermi Paradox, Venus and Serena. Okay, I know This is a really bad... Like, They're sisters. This is like... <laughs> who didn't stop Fallout Boy from doing this? Yeah. How did how did their management let them put this out and go? Great idea. Has Billy Joel commented on this yet? Oh, he's gonna hate it so much. He'll be like, "I don't even like my song." <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's see what else is on here. Michael Jordan, twenty three. You two killed MTV. SpongeBob, Golden State Killer got caught. <laughs> Who? Golden, Who got caught? Golden State Killer. Golden State Killer. Oh my. 
The, they really elevate things to. I thought levels. he was talking about Golden State, like winning the championship. Steph Curry's hitting threes. Yeah. yeah. No. Michael Jordan, forty-five. Yeah. Michael Jordan, forty-five. Woodstock, ninety-nine. Keaton, Batman, Bush, Vigor. I can't take it anymore. Keaton, Keaton, Batman, Bush, Vigor. I can't take it anymore. What? What's wrong with the Keaton Batman? He's he is the Batman. He shouldn't have been. He said he wasn't I'm elected. Batman. Popular vote. Fallout Boy. I'm so Fox mad. declared him the real Batman before the other Batman. <laughs> I mean it when I say <laughs> I expect more from Fallout Boy. <laughs> Which is to say, I don't expect a lot. <laughs> I didn't expect but anything from Fallout Boy. Is. Okay, we didn't start the fire and it goes through the whole course again. Okay, let me see if I, let me fast forward. This is gonna go on forever. Elon Musk, Kaepernick, Texas failed electric grid. Okay. Wow. Jeff Bezos. They all Wow. The white rhino went extinct. All right, and then the next verse picks up with Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Tom DeLonge and aliens. Mars Rover Avatar. Self-driving electric cars. S-S-R-I. Prince and the Queen died. World Trade Second Play. What else do I have to say? All right, okay. Yeah. Do better, Fallout wow. Boy. <laughs> Fall in, boy. Fall in. <laughs> <laughs> Fallout forever, boy. Maybe, I don't know. We're going to find out. It's like, all the proceeds actually benefited something good, you jerks. Did I don't remember the real, like, the the original enough to know. Was it oh, in chronological? Fire it up. I thought it was chronological. Because this one is just so all over the map. I, LeBron James is the clear loser of this one. Getting th- yeah. thrown in the middle of all of those awful... ISIS, <laughs> Columbine, Sandy Hook... LeBron. <laughs> LeBron James. Wait a minute. What LeBron's the? like, huh? Huh? What the? F- what LeBron the? James. What the hell? Uh, Big Cat coming up 815. Val's got your news next. What are you talking about? Well, if somebody told Will you. Will you do the news at, like we didn't start the fire? <laughs> sure. <laughs> if someone told you you were sensitive, uh, would you take it as a compliment? Yeah, you're, sen- you're a sensitive person. Well, if you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you say it like yeah. If you say it like Sally, so you're sensitive. You're sensitive. Oh, you're such a sensitive person. Sally can give you a compliment that sounds like an insult. <laughs> it's a gift. I like your shirt. <laughs> Not everyone can do that. I just realized Sally sounds like John Mulaney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a horse yeah. in the hospital. My hair looks like a boy. At FanDuel Casino, folks, we know the only thing better than a win is a free win. That's why we made Reward Machine, the daily free-to-play game that gives you a chance to win up to $2,000 in casino bonus. We've given away over $50 million in free bonuses, and we're just getting started. Every day at 6 p.m., you get three chances to spin the reward machine reels. There's three ways to win. Match any three symbols for an instant win. Collect symbols each day for a chance to win weekly prizes or win up to $2,000 if you collect three trophies. FanDuel's given away over $50 million to hundreds of thousands of people through reward machines. So what are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel Casino app by going to FanDuel.com slash Randy and start playing reward machine today. That's FanDuel.com slash Rangus. I mean, Randy. No purchase necessary. 21 or older, present in Pennsylvania. Bonus issued is non withdrawable casino only site credit that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash casino. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit fanduel.com slash RG. 
Now I want to go home. Is that going to be a problem? After work, nobody gets you through the traffic and back to home sweet home like Chad Tyson. I would have lost a bet if you would have asked me, like, would John Morant get suspended for a full season? I can't believe that. That's what happened. Wait, he did? Oh, yeah. That's a break news to me. Yeah, 14 hours ago. An entire season. Wait, what time did they do that? It said 14 hours ago. I, I was the same as you. I woke up this morning and I, I asked Bill, I'm like, when did this happen? And the report said 14 hours ago. So it must have been, you know, last like, night, right before dinner time last night. Oh, no. Oh, no, you guys. Oh, no. I think you got I think you got butt crack sports. Did we? Uh-oh. Did we? That's what I... I oh, no. Oh, we got butt crack. I'm looking for I'm we, looking for John Moran right now. The only tweet I see is Randy Bellman and the DVE morning show. Okay, uh, I'd like to point out that uh, because he roasted us on Twitter after that, yeah, I got like 200 more followers. That was really nice of him to do, to share his 1 million followers with us. Big Cat will join us in about 10 minutes. <laughs> Being wrong has never felt so right. Well, on the internet, it's a, that's that's currency. Yeah. <laughs> this guy sell- I should be wrong more exactly. often. Build my followers. Do this guy sell t-shirts? Who, the butt crack guy? No, pardon my take. Oh my God, yeah. Oh my like God. a billion t-shirts. They're also like I saw a their guy biggest hustle. Yeah, they, they put out a t-shirt. It sells thousands. Like, they'll say something on the podcast and turn it into a t-shirt and then sell a bunch of them They're really good with it, too. Yeah. And their stuff is quality. What, like, and we've talked to, I mean, the one time they were in studio, PFT and Big Cat, and we went through the whole, the origin story of those, because they became two of the biggest media stars in the country in a relatively quick time. I remember that. That seems like a million years ago now. They came through with Vanny Woodhead. Remember? They that had, was the like, first they, time they yeah. were on the show. Yeah. But the last time you were out of town uh, and they came through and I did the, the whole history oh. of like I, I, I did the Barbara Walters interview yeah. with the two of them. The Baba Wawa. And I do wonder what would Barstool be without them? With They are mm. their two biggest stars like by far. But I, I think maybe it has branched out enough in enough different areas now that it would still be pretty big but there's so um, many fun lively characters they've kind of created in a that bunch of it's more, it's like know. the marvel universe you know what i mean marvel universe of morons yeah um big cat will join us in, in 10 minutes or so and uh i want to remind you tomorrow we'll be broadcasting live from kennywood here on the show with rick seaback and very much looking forward to that one of the best parks in the entire country, and uh, we're going to be bringing so it to fun. you in, reliving Kennywood memories, the whole thing. It has changed so much. Just think about this. When Kennywood Memories first aired in 1988, I mean, it was filmed in 1988. I don't mm-hmm. know when it first aired. It might have been a year later. There was only one steel roller coaster in the park, and that is no longer there. It was just the laser loop at the very really? front of the park. Because remember the one part where Gino is walking almost up the loop. Up the loop. Like halfway up the loop, yeah. checking the rides. Yeah. Uh, that, that's that's kind of... wild to think about, because now there's several. It's so different there now. It's the steel curtain. Yeah. I can't wait. I, I don't think I've seen that thing. 
it it st- like steps out into the park that with huge yellow and black steel. It's like it's crawling out of the log jammer yeah. into Kennywood Park, and it is. It's so big. I thought I used to think the racer, like the marquee outside of it, mm-hmm. how it just says the racer, racer, and it's this yeah. old wooden marquee, and it's just beautiful. I used to think that that was huge. Now with that coaster behind it, it looks tiny. It's so small comparatively. It's going to be super fun. Tomorrow morning, live from Kennywood here at the DVE Morning Show. Eight minutes after eight at DVE, here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast. Another pretty bad air quality day today. Just limit the outdoor activities today. We'll see some sunshine. It'll be hazy and a high temperature near 80. I'm Scott Harbaugh in Severe Weather Center 11. 60 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Window Nation. I'm Val Porter. The state DEP is declaring a code red air quality action day for all of Pennsylvania. Smoke from those Canadian wildfires is again lingering in parts of the U.S., increasing the level of fine particulate matter in the atmosphere. Some forecasters are saying it could be worse today. And caution that some parts of the state could develop into code purple, which I thought code red would be the max. Right. But no, there's code purple. When that happens, officials say young children, the elderly, and those with respiratory problems should avoid all physical outdoor activities. Sensitive individuals like older adults, young kids, and those with respiratory diseases uh, in code red should just limit their time outdoors. Residents are encouraged to avoid burning leaves, trash, and other items, and to limit gas-powered equipment usage in order to reduce air pollution. Now, is purple the highest now? No. Or are we? Is it blurple? What? What's after purple? There's another one after purple. <laughs> no, there isn't. Yes, is there, there really? Is. There's another one after purple. What is it? It's like maroon. Black. It's like maroon. So Code to give you an idea, maroon. The, now we're getting into code periwinkle. We're at like two thirty AQI right now. Under fi- what, what under is- under fifty is good. Fifty to a hundred is like moderate, not great, but okay. Is AQI air quality index? You got it. Over a hundred. Good job, pal. <laughs> over a hundred. No bueno. Over one fifty. Code red. Over two hundred. Code purple. And which sounds like a Steven Seagal movie, and then uh, over three hundred, which who knows if we'll, we'll be headed in that direction. Uh, that seems to be a a mauve. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, is mar- that what color maroon code taupe? Tell me, tell me what what color does that look like to you? I though? don't right there. I don't know. That's not red, right? Cranberry. We're at code cranberry. <laughs> well, we're not there yet, but hopefully we, no. we won't get there. And I hope we never do. We were just talking last night, like, I don't remember this ever happening, like wildfires. Like, I know out west this has happened a lot, but it's because of wildfires that happened out west. I don't remember them, like, jumping on a jet stream and dumping into parts of the eastern well, United States. I mean, yeah, that's part of it. So The, the wind currents and all that probably takes, you don't know where the smoke's going to go. So for the foreseeable future, this is just a new fun little perk of living in this day and age. Is I guess. A few times a year, we're going to have to deal with smoke from wildfires in another part of the world just kind of settling where we live. What's weird is that I'm seeing the stories on the news about the smoke here, but I haven't seen the stories about the fires. Right. Like in when they're out west. 
somebody asked me yesterday, well, haven't they curbed those fires? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're not getting those stories. No. How do we know there are fires? And everyone's like, thanks a lot, Canada. I'm like, it's really, really, I don't think Canada's the one to blame on this one. Well, they're kind of smoking a cigarette and blowing in our face right now. Well, yeah. That's what it feels like. It's not really, they didn't light the cigarette. That's a new Billy Joel song. They didn't light the cigarette. (laughs) It was the Koch brothers, like the others. Well, we talked about this earlier in the week. Downtown Pittsburgh will get a lot furrier than normal this weekend. Anthrocon is returning to the David L. Lawrence Convention Center starting tonight. Why don't they ever go to Kennywood? The furries? Yeah. Do we know that they don't? I would, you, you didn't see it on the event calendar. It wasn't on the agenda. Mm-hmm. I looked. We kind of went through some of the it's weekend's hot. events. Ooh, that's a good point. It, that's I don't hot. know what can it like. It's good to find out. We'll find out tomorrow. What's Kenny Woods' policy on that? Can you come in in that kind in of a costume? Fursuit. I would imagine you're not not allowed to ride the rides with that stuff. Yeah, they're, you, they're probably slippery. You can't go on a roller coaster with a furry Head. helmet. I on. mean, you you're gonna get wanded. Big ears. You know, you could smuggle a lot of stuff in in those suits. There's that, too, yeah. Got to keep the park safe. This convention is one of the nation's largest furry gatherings. I thought it was the largest, but uh, it's expected to draw about 13,000 attendees. A fursuit parade will close some downtown streets on Saturday (laughs) afternoon. Visit Pittsburgh CEO Jared Bacher says the event is expected to contribute more than $14 million to the local economy. So, wow. According to this, Pittsburgh, like Wikipedia, has both Pittsburgh and the Chicago event as the biggest one. The ones. two biggest. Yeah, um, they had eleven thousand people, furries, show up at one in twenty nineteen well, in Chicago. Our, ours is bigger. They said they expect thirteen thousand. Right, well, this is going to be it's it's going to be the big one. I love the accents of both of these host cities. <laughs> They're, Maybe they're, Big Cat can go to the one in Chicago. Yeah. They're both Jagoff cities. <laughs> Let us know how attendance is. What is the density of native furries in Pittsburgh, though? That's a good question. Oh, that's a great question. Because we are the home of the anthracons. Right. Do you know that... How many of our furries are homegrown? Local, yeah. There was a restaurant downtown, Fernando's Cafe, and they used to serve all of the furries all the time. And then during... Uh, in 2012, the owner of the restaurant called the chairman of the convention, Samuel Conway, to say that he was going out of business because, you know, business wasn't great outside of the furry convention. Um, The furries initiated a fundraising campaign and gave the restaurant $20,000 to keep them open long enough for one last anthracon. But, so I don't. I don't think it's open now, though. And they do. uh, They do some charitable aspect every year, like they give to the. Humane Society or That's, the Aviar. They, it's every year. It's a different. Charity. The furries give to the Humane Society. Well, they care that, about I'm real not, animals too. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that's every year they do it, but Tonic became their bar for a long time. Yes, remember yeah, tonic I remember downtown. seeing them. Da- yeah, down there at Tonic. Big Cat's uh, on right now from uh, Barstool Sports. Pardon my take. H- have you ever been to the furry convention in Chicago when it was held in Chicago? 
Uh, no, what are we? Why are we talking furries? What the heck, dude? I always wonder what I'm gonna walk into here. <laughs> furries, I didn't have on my bingo card. I'm not gonna lie. Well, the the convention is this weekend in Pittsburgh. It's been in Pittsburgh for what 15 years now. I bet, yeah. And uh, so th- th- this is the home of the world's largest conglomeration of furries each and every year. I like it. People should. Listen, people should should explore uh, whatever they want to explore when it comes to what do they do? I don't even. <laughs> know. We're trying to figure it well, out. In the pu- you like that? I was trying, I was getting to my like presidential Trump speech, not President Trump, yeah. but like my my actual like soapbox speech. Like, well, listen, everyone's got a right to do whatever they want. To. And I actually realized I don't fully understand what a furry is. They dress up as mascots. So uh, not so <laughs> not, not it, just as mascots. They design their, that would be awesome. They do design their own yeah. costumes. Um, and then they come up with a backstory, like yes. they have their fursonas, yes. is what they call them. That's right. So so for people who uh, are listening and remember the college football uh, video game that we all loved uh, back <laughs> in the day, there was an option you could play mascot versus mascot. Yes. Does that make me a furry? I think it does. Were you sexually aroused by playing it? I mean, it was a great game. Great game. <laughs> so I think I'm technically a furry if you want to go by the letter of law. And I think everyone who did that option, like you could play with like the Syracuse Orange Man and and it walk running around with a huge orange head, like it yeah. was fun. So yeah, I think I think I technically am. Yeah. Well, there. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, live and let live. You know. And they also they inject so much money into the economy. Like uh, nobody here gets mad at the furries. And it's amazing how much cash trouble. they have without any pockets. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah, that's true. They gotta have like fanny packs over there or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's good point. But yeah, why? Forest is uh, they, they have fa- money. They have fanny hatches. I, like the back of those costumes yeah. have like fur sheets. <laughs> yeah, oh, they do. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I love this too. I love this for Pittsburgh because you, there probably are some like uh, marriages that will will start this weekend, right? Like we no doubt. In Pittsburgh. Yeah, <laughs> and, no and doubt. then they and then they owe it to the city. Uh, they have a little special par- place in their heart for the rest of their life. Mating season. Pittsburgh, PA. Well, yeah. the f- one, time, yeah. <laughs> one time they were staying at the same hotel. The, the convention was at the same hotel as the Phillies. Yeah. And the Phillies were in town. <laughs> and the, they, the Phillies complained because, because they, they couldn't sleep because at night they heard, like, the furries making animal of, noises in their rooms. A lot of yiffy business it's called going on. Yiffing when they, ha- uh, you know, have uh, uh, you know uh, engage in sexual congress. That that would be so great if they made if they made the Philly fanatic go and tell everyone to <laughs> you know quiet down, speak <laughs> their language. Like, listen, I get it, you get it. Like, we're we're on the same team here, but the humans over there need to sleep. <laughs> Hey, uh, Big Cat, congrats to your Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Connor Bedard is now officially a Blackhawk. That has to give you a whole lot uh, of uh, excitement looking into the future. And now, no excuses. you got to come up with another another three championships. Yeah, so I um, I don't know if I told you guys this, but so uh, one good thing, you know, obviously Barstool got bought by uh, Penn, and I, I was, uh, you know, an early person at Barcelona, so I got some money. Uh, one good thing is you can do some impulsive things uh, with money, which I'm really terrible with money. But like I was, I, you you know, like have pe- you know people who like have money, and it's like that person doesn't deserve it because they're very conservative and they do they every you know letter by the law and they 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 just basically don't spend their money. They don't have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm the exact opposite where I just it once I have it I just burn it. 
So uh, when when the Blackhawks got the first pick, I bought season tickets to the Blackhawks like 20 minutes later. That was stupid. <laughs> but I was excited that Connor Bedard is now a Blackhawks. Yeah. That was, I was stupid. Like, I just literally, I went online. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm buying season tickets. I bought like the parking pass, like the club pass, all that stuff. I probably go to like eight games. It yeah. was so stupid, <laughs> but I'm pumped. I'm telling you right now. I actually think that was smart, dude, because that if you look at the value of those, it probably went up. Yeah. Well, especially because yeah, we'll see. And, I don't yeah. think you can watch those games on TV in Chicago if they're not nationally televised. Didn't didn't they have trouble? No, that's all. That's all. That's all. Did we get yeah. butt cracked on that? Come on, no, just... Edzo. I dude, I talked to Edzo the other day Go about ahead. it. Edzo was telling me about it the other. He said, I thought he referred to it in the current. Tense. I, I knew it had happened in the oh. past, but he said that there was something yeah. going on now. Because I, I maybe there is that I, I'm not aware of. I, it was obviously the big deal with with Dollar Bill Worth back in the when he was the owner. Dollar now Bill his son's Worth. the owner, but that was that was the big thing. The Blackhawks were blacked out everywhere. But I maybe that is true. So maybe I maybe I made the greatest purchase of all time. Perfect game <laughs> last night for the Yankees is the perfect game in baseball. The ultimate athletic achievement in terms of recognition as compared to any other sport like a performance that you know you can come up with that is rare what is more rare than the perfect game or what is on its level i don't know it's probably the most rare it does shohei otani what he did like was it two nights ago he had 10 strikeouts and, and two home runs like and went three for three that is yeah that's just we need a new term for that because mm-hmm. it is more special um i guess like a buzzer beater uh in basketball i don't know you can't there's been some games some some football games where guys have had uh like i think we didn't drew Brees a few years ago or maybe it was maybe it was actually uh nick Foles uh where they where they had like 95 percent completion percentage mario's yeah, mario's five goals five ways might be close that's a good one yeah that's that's good yeah but the perfect game is probably the number one of like recognizable moments that has happened so few times what was that 30th is that the 30th 24th i think it was that's what i read on wow Instagram. that is crazy i mean that is that's a nuts. long long time of baseball i we did. We we finally uh, decided to dip our toe in baseball season this week on Part of My Take. <laughs> um, and I was like, people were like, "Hey, you're gonna have to talk baseball eventually." I was like, yeah, you're right. What, what was that? That was, that was I was looking up perfect games, and I got an autoplay that popped up. Right, well, hit mute. Okay, so you guys have d- now decided to pay attention to baseball. Big cat. The Cubs, but I pay attention to the Cubs, but I don't mm-hmm. pay attention to the whole league. But um, Shohei, what he's doing, I didn't realize that Luis uh, Arias in Florida. Uh, oh, he's in, going in off. Marlins. Yeah, he, he was hitting 401. And I looked back, and it's just a nugget for everyone who's driving in, in, into work. You can, you can drop this on someone at work. Uh, how many, so top 80 batting average season in all of baseball. That's like mm-hmm. 100 and whatever, 20 years. How many have happened since 1980? Since 1980, that's a great question. I, I would, I would imagine less. Top 80. Yeah. Uh, I, I have no. Are you? You're asking me? Are you? Yes. I'd say yes. less than how five. Yes, you're right. Three. So that's how. That's how the batting average is so like gone. It's Tony Gwynn, it's Larry Walker, and George Brett did it in 1980. So I saw this guy Luis Arias. Like, if he hits 401, is that not one of the biggest baseball stories we've had? 
in a long, long time. Is that that should be up there? It won't be up there with the home run, you know, of McGuire and Sosa, but it should be. That's an insane accomplishment. Could you imagine if Otani played in New York? Oh, crazy! Someone, someone put it perfectly. They're like to put Shohei Otani's game uh, the other night in perspective. It'd be like if Patrick Mahomes threw four touchdowns, 350 yards, and also had two sacks and four like QB pressures off the edge. It's crazy. <laughs> it's nuts. I read a stat, or I, I saw this uh, interview with John Smoltz where he said that Tony Gwynn against him, Glavin, Maddox, and Pedro Martinez in his career struck out three times. Those guys yes. have combined yes. struck I, out 12,000 batters in their careers. Yes. Tony Gwynn's stats are some of the funnest stats to go down like a rabbit hole yep. and just see how ridiculous. Like, it, it, there's there's a bunch of them where it's like something like he, he could play. Uh, it was like something like he could play another like five seasons and go hitless and he'd still be above 300 batting average or something <laughs> for his lifetime. Like crazy stats. Those yeah. Are, they're the best. But that's, that brings me back. Like, the batting average is not celebrated anymore. No. That's not how the game's played. So Luis Arias in, in Florida, like those are the stories that I think can capture Shohei, Luis Arias, that can capture like all of America during the summertime where it makes baseball a little bit bigger than just the specific team you root for. Uh, the last thing I have for you, on uh, on your show you did the Mount Rushmore of Taco Bell menu items. And of the th- yeah. of the three teams... Not one person placed the bean burrito in there. And I want to point out that when I was in college and post-college, when like dollars were hard to come by, for 99 cents, a bean burrito with like 50 grams of protein was sitting waiting for you at a moment's notice. Like Roy Wood Jr. talks about that all the time. Like it bailed you out. You know, Taco Bell bailed you out so many times for four bucks and nobody gives it enough love. For me, the bean burrito exemplified that. Nobody gave any love for the bean burrito. Okay, let me ask you a question. When you finally did start to make money, um, how many bean burritos have you had? (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) I would get them. I would. You know what I would do is I would get the bean burrito, and then I would slice it open like I would, like, you know, dissect it and take the beans out and throw them on top of the tacos. Oh, that's smart. That's smart. But, yeah, I, I mean, like, I love ramen, but I probably haven't had more than, you know, <laughs> yeah. three or four cups of ramen uh, or, the, you know, the old-fashioned packaged ones since I was, like, 25 years old. Yeah. But, you know, okay. two different, that's a different thing. Fair point. Yeah. Fair point. Uh, is, yeah. is ramen okay to share? No, no, <laughs> lady in the tramp going couple on of there. straws. What are you doing? You know what's great though? Ramen actually. I, I used to eat ramen uh, without cooking it because it, it's totally edible and it's like got that crunch to it. I would, when no. I would have time, I just eat the I just eat the ramen raw. Ah, uh, you raw dog ramen, and then it's what? Good. Snort the packet. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's a little boost. Give yourself a gummy. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Cleaned up the gums real quick and got Mmm, <laughs> good to go. <laughs> nice, crunchy buzz. Uh, Big Cat from Barstool Sports Pardon My Take. Brought to you by Yingling. Bring the goods with Yingling, traditional lager. Always a pleasure, man. Good talking with you. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you. It. See you, Big Cat. Felix Hernandez was the last perfect game.
2012. 20, oh, okay. I thought it was 2011. Wow. Uh, well, and then um, Felix the, Hernandez. There's a name that didn't. Uh, well, like Shoei, you know, pitched in Seattle most of his career. Yeah. So. Don Larson, 56, David Wells, 98, David Cohn, 99, the other Yankees to do it. And Larson did it in the World Series. The two most impressive are the Larson one because of the World Series and David Wells on a massive hangover. The fact Probably eating Taco Bell until 2 o'clock in the morning somewhere. After a gummy with ramen. So many bean burritos. Tim Benz with your sports when we return here on the DVE Morning Show. The show where you pick the tunes is... Lunch. 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 The Electric Lunch. The DVE Electric Lunch. Oh, good song. Hit up Michelle on Facebook, Twitter, or phone every weekday at noon on DVE. From the Bridgeville Appliance Weather Center, Bridgeville Appliance is now hiring service technicians. Inquire at bridgevilleappliance.com. This report is sponsored by Levin Furniture and Mattress. Still have an air quality warning that will be in effect until midnight tonight. Look for some sunshine and cloud mixed in throughout the day. A high around 84 degrees on your Thursday afternoon. This July 4th, celebrate in style with Levin Furniture and Mattress. It's our biggest sale of the year, so we're giving you the best deals. That's 25% off store-wide, plus five-year special financing at Levin Furniture and Mattress. You've gotten into summer shape this way forever. You diet and exercise hard before summer, and presto, you were swimsuit ready. But not this time. So now what? Well, you can starve yourself and hit the gym every day or lose the fat in a day at Sono Bello. Hurry, Sono Bello's employee savings event is on now. The biggest savings of the year. Schedule your appointment this month and save big. Pay only what Sono Bello nurses, doctors, and staff pay. Plus, flexible payment plans so you'll look amazing this summer and pay later. Micro laser fat removal technology is remarkable. Wherever you're fighting that stubborn fat in inches, tummy, sides, arms, thighs, wherever, Sono Bello makes them go away permanently in one comfortable visit. Hurry, schedule your appointment this month for our listener discount and flexible payment plans so you can look amazing now and pay later. Visit sonobello.com slash radio. That's sonobello.com slash radio. sonobello.com slash radio. At Kenny Ross Subaru, we've always served our neighbors by offering the best value on new Subaru models. This month, get zero points. Tim Benz filling in with your sports now on the DVE Morning Show. Benzie, what's up? Thanks to Bridgeville Appliance. We begin with the Penguins trade yesterday. Riley Smith, now a Penguin coming here from Vegas in exchange for a third-round pick next season. Left shot, winger. A lot of people think he's going to play with Evgeny Malkin. He's good on the rush. Had 26 goals, 30 assists last year, 56 points total in 78 games. And Mike Sullivan likes the idea of what Smith might be able to do on the rush, say perhaps with Evgeny Malkin. You know, one of the things we talk about is if he potentially played with Gino, for example, he, uh, his ability to, to produce off the rush. Uh, Gino's a pretty dynamic player off the rush also. Um, they're not the only ones. I, you know, Sid and Jake are pretty good off the rush also. So, um, you know, depending on where we where we utilize them, I think he can add that element. Two years at $5 million left for Smith as a Penguin before he hits free agency. Penn's now at $15.2 million in cap space. At the draft last night, the Penns took 18-year-old Braden Yeager. Uh, 14th overall selection, 67 games with Moose Jaw, 78 points. He's not very big. 
166 pounds, about six feet tall, and he knows he's got to fill out some. In fact, he was meeting with the media yesterday after the selection and gave his own timeline for when he thinks he might be ready for the NHL. Whenever Pittsburgh thinks I'm ready, I guess. Um, but, you know, I think maybe like a couple years, two, three, uh, two, three years, I think uh, you know, give myself a good chance to, you know, gain some strength and, and hopefully be, you know, NHL ready. Connor Bedard went number one to the Blackhawks, as we were just talking about with Big Cat. He'll start his career here in Pittsburgh at PPG Paints Arena against Sidney Crosby and the Pens on October the 10th. He was a huge Crosby fan growing up. Now, we had previously, in the 6 o'clock hour, talked about our good friend Seth Rorba from Trib Live. Mm-hmm. My colleague over there, hockey writer, covers the Penguins. He is taking incredible heat in Canada because he did not vote for Connor McDavid to win the heart. In fact, he had him fifth. Yeah. And yeah. he was on with Mark Madden yesterday. He was explaining his vote. And it's not the craziest thing in the world to build an argument for Pasternak over McDavid. In a lot of years, Pasternak could have won the Hart Trophy, especially with the way that Boston performed this year and the gap between him on top of yeah. the scoring charts and where every other Boston Bruin was. And Seth said that he took the words most valuable to his team in the byline of what you're supposed to vote for for the Hart Trophy very, very seriously. But a lot of people really got on his back for having Jason Robertson of Dallas second, Ilya Sorokin third, and Matthew Kachuk fourth before he got to Connor McDavid. He explained his position with Mark Madden yesterday on 105.9 The X. I thought Jason Robertson much more valuable to his team uh, than Connor McDavid. Either you're Sorokin with the New York Islanders. The New York Islanders were not a good team at all, but um, he drugged them to the playoffs. And yeah, granted, he had to have some help from the Penguins down the stretch of the season, uh, losing to Chicago and everything like that for the Islanders to get in. But um, Ilya Sorokin really carried that team uh, to you know, whatever limited success they had. So, And same with uh, you know Kachuk with Florida, Matthew Kachuk. Um, you know, well before you know, he you know, lit it up in the playoffs there, um, he was really you know, the driving force for Florida. I think, like, I see the argument that he's making, but I don't think that there's one GM in the league that would say, okay, pick a player and then pick anyone other than Well, that's McDavid what he said. I mean, he did qualify his own thought by saying if the vote was actually for who is the best player in hockey today, I would say Connor McDavid. But he's being very rigid in boxing himself in, in his Semantic. vote. Semantic. Yeah. By saying this is for the most valuable player to his team. You know... I get where Seth is coming from, but then at the same time, if you want to apply that to a different sport, then Magic Johnson or Larry Bird never could have been the MVP in the NBA because there's so many other good players around them. Just because Leon Dreisaitl is there, that shouldn't necessarily mean that Connor McDavid can't win a heart. Well, look, it's a semantic argument, and I'm no anti-semantite, but I think that (laughs) in this case... I, I see the point Seth was trying to make, but he had to anticipate this kind of backlash. And I, I like Seth a whole lot. I, I think, think Seth, he did. Yeah. Yeah, Seth is great. Um, now, we also talked about the draft earlier. The baseball draft is coming up next month, and the Pirates have the first pick. Dylan Cruz or Paul Skeens, both from LSU. Dylan Cruz was almost like Connor Bedard for most of the baseball season. He was a lock to be the number one pick. But he's a Boris guy. And the Pirates don't do well with Scott Boris, guys, when it comes to negotiations, <laughs> no, those even guys though get they're paid. slotting now. And Paul Skeens, the pitcher who's six foot six, has made a real push. And I actually interviewed Chris Blair, the play-by-play guy for LSU for the podcast at Breakfast with Ben's yesterday. And his hunch is the Pirates are going to take the pitcher, Paul Skeens, instead of Dylan Cruz. 
just listening to people talk about it, they felt like that in the last, for whatever reasons, two to three weeks, and it may have been because of the run Paul had in the regional, super regional, and college world series, that after four-fifths of the season, it was always Dylan Cruz, the number one pick, Skeens the second pick, and Langford out of Florida, the third pick. Suddenly, over the last two to three weeks, that first and second slot has started to wiggle a little bit. I don't think that's all about business. Again, I say that. Uh, but if there is some hesitation due to some business dealings, I, I think it looks like to me Pittsburgh's probably going to go with Paul Skeen. It's not a matter of how far under slot could they get Dylan Cruz. There's mm-hmm. some talk that Cruz wants to go over slot for number one. And I think the slot right now is $9.2 million for the first pick. So... That's a lot of money. Um, I mean, we had Mark on here yesterday, and I, I think that his way of thinking on this is the correct one, where you're just not going to get a pitcher of that caliber any other way than through the draft. Just hope his arm holds up from throwing 103 miles an hour every game at LSU where they really <laughs> used him. Right. Uh, we talked about the perfect game previously with Big Cat, Domingo German from the New York Yankees beating Oakland at eleven nothing. Uh, Pirates did win again yesterday against the Padres seven to one. Mitch Keller gets the victory. It was his ninth of the season. Uh, they will play again against Joe Musgrove and the Padres today with Luis Ortiz on the mound against him. And that's sports. Thanks, Tim. Val's got your news coming up top of the hour. What do you got? Well, if you don't have a vacation planned for the summer and you're looking for somewhere to go, I'll tell you the best states to road trip to. Now more than ever, reliable news, an important commodity. Pittsburgh Independent News putting out their first paper issue. And Brian Conway from uh, Pittsburgh Independent joining us when we come back. DVE. The DVE Comedy Festival is almost here. The weekend of July 15th. Friday night show sold out. Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show, along with Bill Crawford and Val Porter. Pursuit is off today, and uh, Tim Ben's filling in. Jacob Recht, our producer. You know, uh, Brian Conway is a name you probably know. He's done a lot of uh, different things through the last few years, journalistically speaking. And uh, how many different publications have you either been editor or a staff writer for? Too many, Randy. It's got to be at least five or six at this point. Yeah. (laughs) But all right, so your latest endeavor for the last year has been Pittsburgh Independent. That's right. We've been online since last May, and to celebrate one year, we launched our first print issue, and the reception's been great. We're going to do it as a one-off. Now we're thinking about doing it bi-monthly, even monthly moving forward. All right, so I miss having, like, an actual paper in my hand, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I try to grab a city paper anytime I see one oh, and yeah. rifle through that still. Um, and with all that's going on in the other print media in town, this stuff to me seems to be uh, an indispensable resource right now. And having people who are doing like solid, trustworthy, independent journalism, even just, you know, doing stuff on like pop culture items that can kind of be, you know, sort of mindless, uh, you know, lifestyle reviews, I think are better done by this kind of publication than somebody who might be going oh we need to steer it to an algorithm rather than bringing you the news that you should know exactly i mean i think there's a void in the media market right now both on the hard news side as well as on the culture side and i think the biggest example of that is what you see the post gazette strike right now this is the longest newspaper strike in america since the late or since the mid 90s they've been on strike for about nine months as of next month and so we see that the trips retrench to the suburbs 
there's a void to make up. So we feel like with launching the site, it's not like we're stepping on anybody's toes. No. There's room both on the news side and the culture side to do some original reporting that people in Pittsburgh want. Well, without getting too much into the hard news aspect of things, and you guys do do some good work, and you in particular have done some great stuff through the years. I mean, with the air quality being what it is today, it being climate related and not so much like the pollution that we're accustomed to around here, which is of a different mm-hmm. variety. Um you know, I, I think that you've always done a good job of kind of like highlighting things people should know about. But like in terms of like lighter fare that you guys got going on with this level uh, or this new issue of the Pittsburgh Independent, the food on the cover of this, where is this Mexican restaurant that you are writing about? Amazing. So, yeah, these tacos are from El Paisano over in Beachview, not to be confused with Paisano's up in Allentown, which is a whole other beast right there. <laughs> but it's an important distinction <laughs> yeah. to make. Yeah. Because that's pizza, right? Exactly. Yeah. With a big greasy calzone at Pazano, not El Pazano <laughs> Beach View. But to your point, Randy, we're trying to find a balance between the hard news and mm-hmm. then the lifestyle culture stuff that people want. And that name, Pittsburgh Independent, we're trying to have that as a through line all the way through, whether that's independent journalism, whether it's the independent businesses that we feature, the independent Mexican restaurants, independent bands that we feature. And this Mexican food guy, too, we have it bilingual. It's in English and Spanish as well, just yeah. to be more inclusive and open that up to a wider audience. Nice. Um, all right, so... How often are you planning on putting out a print edition? So, like I said, we're thinking about doing it as a one-off, but the reception on this has been so good. I mean, you see people, like, in their 20s, and they hold this thing up, and it's maybe the first time they've, like, ever held a newspaper. Uh, they get know. this look in their eye, like, like I've seen this in a movie before. I've held a newspaper. <laughs> like, this thing's made from trees. Yeah. And so the novelty is really there. I mean, I compare it to uh, vinyl records. Vinyl, you know, they're yeah. coming back. So think about maybe doing this monthly moving forward, but we got the summer to figure that out. We got a newsletter online that goes out every Friday right now in the meantime. I always like having lunch and cracking open one of the papers. Like, there's something oh, about awesome. having a cup mm-hmm. of coffee. You see what's you know. going on in the city. Just, yeah, and, and that doesn't necessarily need to be breaking news, you know? Where I like hard news about things that aren't necessarily important, like tracking down the backstory to a drink that's not here anymore. Exactly. And funny enough, that was our most popular story last year was what happened to Lemon Blend. I'm I'm happy to say now, if you Google Lemon Blend, that's blend with two N's. We are the top result when it comes up on Google. I've never heard of Lemon Blend. Never had heard of it. I'm shocked to hear that. You've never heard of it either? No. Now, Val, uh-huh. you knew about it. I knew what it was, yeah. It's a Pittsburgh drink? It was a long-standing Pittsburgh drink. It was around for about a century. And then in my group chat, my buddy Jeff texted us and said, hey, this thing isn't here anymore. He went to Duffy's out on 51, was trying to find it to make some uh, homemade Yinzeritas, I guess. <laughs> and the story was just going down the rabbit hole of what happened to it talking to Penn Mac down in the Strip District, getting their take on it. They couldn't find it anymore. Calling Burns and Kiefer eventually drove out to Butler County, and they wouldn't give me a comment there. And so the story ran, and what happened was... What's going on here? So after the story ran, some of the employees reached out to me, and what turned out was that Burns and Kiefer actually closed. They ended up firing all their workers between Christmas and New Year's last year. (gasps) Oh, my. That's a drag. Mm -hmm. And it gets even worse. There's an underbelly. Not to those workers, but... (laughs) that Burns and Kiefer was all also the people that were making the grilled stickies for Eaton Park. And so if you've noticed the pause on the grilled stickies a la mode at Eaton Park recently, that's also tied into the Burns and Kiefer <laughs> wow, closure. Oh, man. He's yeah. all connected. Bottom a lot of stuff. Dude, you're yeah. getting to the bottom of a big sticky. Down this gets a rabbit hole. Dude, oh my God. Um, now, you're not going to use AI to do anything, are you? Well, it's funny you should mention that. We do have a couple AI images in this Boo! first print issue. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Boo! I wish I want to pay... Uh, local. We paid all.
all the local contributors, all the writers. We got six local freelancers for this one. Yeah. For this print issue, it was kind of a scramble at the beginning uh, to get everything done and get it on time. You know, we'd have to give those yeah. artists like a month or two lead time for the images. So we do have a couple AI generated images. We also have a cartoon in here from a uh, cartoonist in Philadelphia. We paid him. And again, we paid all the writing contributors. So we do. And the best thing about this too is so many people have reached out since this first print issue's come out. Different writers, different photographers, uh, a couple cartoonists have reached out to us, wanted to contribute. And so as we bring up the ad revenue, as we uh, get more sales of this, we're going to be able to pay local illustrators, local photographers, and even more local writers to continue to contribute to this. Very good. I, I love this. Go in that direction, I hope. Yeah, and there's good stuff in there about the Warhol and where who's like funding the Warhol Museum and stuff like that. There's really interesting things to, to get a hold of that you might not see in the publications that are geared to, toward just keeping you angry and on the moment, uh, like, uh, you know, breaking news, breaking. Sometimes it isn't breaking. Sometimes it's just a news story that you didn't know anything about. And you've always done a good job at highlighting that stuff. So congrats and, and continued success to you. Wishing you the best of luck with this. And I hope you don't use any more AI. <laughs> Thank you, Randy. So great to be on this morning. <laughs> so where can people check that out, by the way? So pghindependent.com, social media, Twitter, Instagram, at pghindependent. That's also our Venmo and Cash App. We have a Patreon people can support. And if you want to find this in the wild, if you don't order it online, we're at a couple locations in town. We're at the Palateria in Beachview. We're at the Panaderia in Mount Lebanon. We're a couple places in Allentown, Black Forge Coffee, a couple record stores, Government Center, Jerry's Records, Attic Records. You can also nice. find us at Carson Street Deli in Southside. All right, good deal. Brian Conway from The Sweet. Independent, man. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me All on. right, Val's got your news when we return. What are you talking about? Well, if you haven't planned any vacation yet for the summer and you're looking for places to go, I'll tell you the best uh, states to road trip. All right, good deal. Two. All right, that's all the way for you. It's the DVE Morning Show. Day is over. Well, that's it. We can all go home now. Pittsburgh heads home. Thousand dollars in workforce cash. Just enter this nationwide keyword at dve.com. Pay. That's pay. Enter it now at dve.com. Live from the Don's Appliances Studios, where Pittsburgh shops for appliances. This is WDVE. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. One time they were staying at the same hotel. The the convention was at the same hotel as the Phillies. Yeah. And the Phillies were in town, <laughs> and the they, the Phillies complained because because they they couldn't sleep because at night they heard like the furries making animal of, noises in yiffy, their rooms. A lot of yiffy business it's called going on. Yiffing when they uh, you know have uh, uh, you know uh, engage in sexual congress. That that would be so great if they made if they made the Philly fanatic go and tell everyone to you know <laughs> quiet down, speak their language. Like, listen, I get it, you get it. Like, we're we're on the same team here, but the humans over there need to sleep. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. <laughs> Big cat on the show earlier this morning. And I mean, his name sounds like a furry. It do, he does. Yeah. Kind Big of Cat that would do very well. His furry name. Big Cat's Big Sparkle Cat. Horse. <laughs> Furries, welcome to town. Enjoying yourself out there. We should have had a happy hour for them or something. Yeah, I don't know. They're mad at me for calling them perverts. Yeah, they, you know, they have short memories. I don't know. They're furverts. They're furverts. Get it right. But I said pervert, like not like a bad thing. I just was it was like a description. Because yeah, like, that's no, usually associated. The way you with said a good it was thing. was very dismissive. They're all perverts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you're a pervert. If you're not hurting anybody else and you no, got willing participants in your perversion, I don't care. But look, but the way you said it was like if there was a movie about furries, that would be in the trailer. 
They're if, all perverts. <laughs> if our boss came to you and said, we're hiring a bunch of perverts, would you be like, great? I'd be like, yeah, I know. We work in radio. <laughs> I'd be like, there's no way. More we're not than- hiring a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you were saying you're firing a bunch, that I would believe. <laughs> I mean, you see how packed it is in here this morning. <laughs> I've heard no voices. Well, why would Amy you... and Dan are here? Oh, they break because we smoke. have a meeting today. <laughs> well, that's why. It's <laughs> the only reason. It's just so ridiculous. We're laughing because it's just we don't know what's going to happen. All right, what's going on? Two minutes after nine at DVE, here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast. Another pretty bad air quality day today. Just limit the outdoor activities today. We'll see some sunshine. It'll be hazy and a high temperature near 80. I'm Scott Harbaugh on Severe Weather Center 11. 60 degrees now at DVE, and the news is brought to us by Window Nation. President Biden is now using a CPAP machine to treat his sleep apnea. Oh, no. Reporters saw indentations from the machine straps on the side of his face <laughs> yesterday morning. The White House knows that he's oh, he has disclosed his history with sleep apnea in medical reports since 2008. A health report from Biden's doctor in 2019 said his sleep apnea was considered, but his symptoms were improving after sinus and nasal passage surgeries. His latest physicals have still indicated he is fit to serve as president. uh, That's the least of my health concerns about Joe Biden. Sleep apnea. Can't walk. Like saying he has allergies. (laughs) Well, a South Dakota lawmaker is under fire after calling Mount Rushmore a demonic portal for communism. <laughs> this is like what we were talking about earlier with the backmasking. Yes. You know, it's a, say, along those lines. Yeah. Satan uh, madness. Republican House Representative Joe Donnell made the comments on a Now is the Time podcast. Uh, it has since gone viral, reaching close to 600,000 people on Twitter alone. Donnell said Mount Rushmore is a quote-unquote Freemason shrine that demonic entities can enter and spread <laughs> communism throughout the country. The South Dakota Democratic Party sent a letter to Governor Christy Nome asking her to renounce Donnell's comments. A Pittsburgh doctor's run as Jeopardy champ has come to a quick end. Oral and facial surgeon Chris Ban won 13 grand with his victory on Tuesday night's episode, but was beaten by another contestant last night. Ban has said he plans to use a portion of his winnings in hopes of having the row house at North Allegheny High School renamed in his late brother's honor. And the Benetton Center currently without its two signature marquees. The eye-catching signs have been taken down so they can be restored. Nick Gigante with Pittsburgh Cultural Trust says they will retain the same look, uh, look just repaired and repainted with brighter LED lights installed. That work should take a couple months. Yeah, I've seen a couple shows there and it's kind of weird. They just have like basically banners on the outside of it to mm-hmm. show you who's playing there. And it's not, I mean, there's just a lot of construction right down there around that area. Yeah. So it's not the same as going in. But did you ever see a show there and then get fed out the one side like you can only leave on the side and there's just a million people in the street whatever that is pen or liberty have you ever been down there for a show and I don't know. Uh-uh. oh man like when i went down there to see shane gillis uh-huh and it was just 
a million people in the streets because everybody lined up to go see the show. Yeah. And then everybody got dumped out in between shows. There's so much of that going on with construction right now. You don't, you know. Uh, it, it's and it's not just Pittsburgh. It's all over the country. Everywhere. It seems like. But uh, does any of that have to do with the infrastructure built, like where they're fixing stuff, no. or is it just like no. slow getting to the things that they should have got to? Well, maybe that maybe there's some actual infrastructure stuff around there, funding for it. Yeah, yeah, but I don't, I don't. They're think... not rebuilding bridges. No, no, that's the Roberto Clemente. That's not even really being rebuilt. It's just being beautified. Are you serious? That's the term for what's happening there? I don't know. I mean, they're doing a lot of stuff. They're reinforcing some stuff, but they also just did some painting. Well, I, th- I, I thought the whole point of closing it down was to, like, reinforce it to, so that it was Make it sturdy. safe. You're telling me they're going to put some patio lights on it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> if you're lucky enough to live near a park or have a huge backyard, you might live longer than your friends or family who are stuck in a concrete jungle. A new study estimates that people with long-term exposure to greenery where they live could be adding two and a half years to their life. Researchers studied 900 people in four U.S. cities and found that being near green space causes biological or molecular changes that can slow a person's biological age. Are you swimming in debt? A new survey found the average person has $54,767 worth of debt, with 56% saying they owe for necessities rather than frivolous purchases. So what are the biggest sources of that debt? According to the survey, it's credit card debt, number one answer. After that, it's mortgage, car loans, and medical bills. And uh, if you've ever thought, man, what would I do to get out of this debt? A new survey, another new survey found respondents would give up social media for a year, give up the Internet for a month and swim with sharks to be debt free. But even though people would be willing to do a lot of things to get out of debt, staying out of debt may be an equal struggle. The Mm -hmm. survey found the average person feels that they could only be debt free for about two and a half months before adding new debt. Are you thinking of taking a road trip this summer to see the country or maybe avoid airline issues? Uh, one other study also just ranked all 50 states from the best place to take a road trip summer this summer to the worst. Texas and New York, the two best to take a road trip. Uh, the rankings are based on 32 factors like quality of the roads, traffic, driving laws, national parks, other activities and attractions, weather, shoreline and scenery, and yes, gas prices. The rest of the 10 best states for taking a road trip include North Carolina, our neighbors Ohio, uh, Idaho, Louisiana, Florida, Wyoming, Minnesota, and Maine. And the 10 worst states for a road trip are Rhode Island, Delaware, Connecticut, Hawaii, Montana, Arkansas, Massachusetts, New Mexico, North Dakota, and South Carolina. Out West is the best. There's no question. My, that Taking road trips is one of my favorite things to do. I think it is a great way to see the country. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be a lot easier on people than having to rely on airlines, etc. Um, Airbnb seems to be collapsing, which I think is a good thing. So uh, maybe there'll be some... Uh, you know, VRBO affordability or hotels will level out or something like that. Um, but flying out west and then taking like renting a car and driving 
It's pretty sweet. It's honestly, that is Oregon into California is my all-time favorite trip. And I try to do it every couple of years. Mm-hmm. But going down that Oregon coast, down to San Francisco, yeah. and then going, and you've taken this one, San Francisco to L.A. is just a oh, Pacific beautiful. Coast Highway. I've never done that. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. You, you almost get numb to how pretty it is after a few hours. You're just like, it's just nonstop. Yeah. It looks like you're watching a movie. I love I love the trip on the PCH just from like Hollywood down to San Diego. Yeah, that's it's a short drive and it's just beautiful. Yeah, and it's nothing compared to what you see north of that. Although one time I did it with a buddy of mine who was a little hungover and uh, I was driving and it's pretty windy. You know, you got to have. Oh, it's real windy. (laughs) You got to have a little uh, empathy for the people who are sitting. Yeah, exactly. Because you're just, you can't be doing and that out cliff. of one bloodshot eye. <laughs> oh, no. <Mm-mm. laughs> I'm nauseous. Yeah, most of the road trips I take around here are more about the destination. Because when I go to New York, I'm just waiting to get to New York. Yeah. It's not like I'm thoroughly enjoying the ride to Carlisle. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Underrated state to road trip through West Virginia. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Parts, yeah, parts of West Virginia are beautiful. Totally. West Virginia is sneaky huge. Like, I've done gigs in West Virginia that were four hours away. Yeah, you're like, what the hell? Yeah, what it just keeps hell? going down. What the hell? What I mean, even the... in Pennsylvania, even though we weren't top ten, it's, there's a lot of great places. Pennsylvania Grand Canyon, Erie. Where's the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon? I think it's Wellsboro. I will say the I've amount of people who there. are like, oh, I've always been meaning to get up to, to Erie to go to Presque Isle. What are you waiting for? I bet I haven't been to, I've been to Erie, but not Presque Isle for at least 30 years. First of all, the speed limit is 65 and 70 most of the way on 79. Yeah, it's a two-hour shot right it, up 70. You can do a day trip to the beach. You can leave Pittsburgh at 9 a.m. and be to the beach by 11 a.m. if you want. You know, if you could leave as, leave as late as nine, but like if yeah. you got off your ass and got going early, you can spend the day at the beach, leave by three or four o'clock mm-hmm. and be back in Pittsburgh for a late dinner if you wanted to do it that way. So they but s- that beat those beaches are so great. Do they still have picnic tables along the everywhere along the beach Dude, and along it, the road? You don't. That's the thing. I if you want been there since childhood. If you want to do it on the cheap, it's super easy to do. But if you like. Well, let's hit into, like, dude, the Sarah's, as soon as you pull in, there's a great diner. It's like one of those uh, Guy Fieri show, what the hell is it, diner drive-ins? Diners, yeah. drive-ins, and Like, dives. he's been down there. That place is awesome. Um, and there's great things all over the, the like, the, at the top of Presque Isle, like, where you can grab a bite, all kinds of restaurants and local places to visit. And the Bayfront in Erie now is amazing. And they have, yeah. but it, that's actually expensive. That's where you get the pirate ship ride. Yeah, you can get there, yeah. I think that's where we stayed when I performed there with Gardell. It and was, other but you were there in the middle of the winter. I've always been there at literally the worst times. You gotta go in the summer. Where Which, it's so windy, you can't go outside. It's 16 miles, the Presque Isle. A natural... Peninsula the is Commodore Perry Monument. Yeah, you. And if you're if you like biking, because I always bike out there. Yeah, I'd like to take the girls. Dude. I think they'd love it. Maybe Absolutely. I'll go this I don't know why you wouldn't take my girls. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Are we killing birds or what? <laughs> what beach number is the best one to o- go to? Eleven. Okay. Why? Because it has the most sandbars around. Like when you go into the water, it's just all sand underneath your feet. And it's not always like that on all the beaches. Some of them are a little, some of the beaches are a little rockier, you know, and some people like that, you know, like I'll take 
my dog to some of the unguarded beaches sometimes. Yeah. And you can hang out there. And you just like sit on a, a tree that's kind of washed up and it feels a little more rustic, you know. But a lot of those beaches are groomed and they're beautiful. And, uh, are there trees? Those are the guarded ones. A beach. billion. Cause I know some of them there are. Yeah. You have to actually protect trees. against ticks and stuff like that because it, you're. I just want the shade. Oh, well. You're going to have to take an umbrella for shade because, you know, the beach, unless you want to sit back in the trees, which you can, you can do. Yeah. You're but not the, trying to lay out and get sun? And uh, I'm not trying to get Hawaiian a tropic on? Yeah, you can visit the the um, lighthouse. There's all kinds of really cool stuff. And that's just Presque Isle. I'm telling you right now, the amount of people who are like, yeah, never gone. It always baffles me because it's so close. Yeah. And you will not feel like you're in Pennsylvania. All right. Go to Erie. Well, uh, people hear me say that all the time. I don't know why they don't hire me. And like, yeah, their the, tourism board. They the really should. Board. Oh, is it because I give them free advertising? I guess that's probably yeah. why. Yeah. You got to stop talking mm. about them. Mm. Do you get nervous when you order food at a restaurant? I don't know why you would, but nervous uh, is not the right word. Apparently, it's a common thing. Thirty percent of people say they are likely to get anxious when they order food, which is especially true for Gen Z and millennials. I get nervous 41%. right before. Uh, the survey found younger generations were also more likely to wait and let everybody else order first so they could see what they were getting. Okay. But that uh, 25% of that group say they always look at the menu ahead of time before they go to a restaurant, which is what I do. My number one pet peeve is the person who every single time I eat with them, they don't look at the menu. And there's just 15 minutes have gone by, and then the waitress will be like, can I have you know, a server? Oh, like, I haven't even looked. I haven't even looked, really? Because the rest of us are starving, <laughs> and we've been planning this for an hour. I, I don't think I've gone to a restaurant and not known what the menu is before I've gone there. I always go online. Me and too. My fear is the unknown, you know, on a, on a menu. I always get the same thing when I go to places. I really have a hard time switching it up. Like, we love to go to First Watch. Great. I don't get anything other than the farm stand breakfast tacos. Pretty good. Every single time. Pretty good though. They're amazing. All right, but and I'm scared to cheat on them. But you're not so nervous is not the right word. I immediately start to wonder if I should have ordered something else after the yes, server correct. leaves. It's like, ah, I'm not sure that was the right order. And then I'll sit there and I'll let it stew in my head and I'll be like, I should have mm. nope. You know what I should have done? Damn. Because I have to win. Second guessing it's yourself. Co- it, like, it has to be the best possible thing I could have ordered for myself at the time. What is that? I, like, you never know. I, what, what, what is that thing? You have to win. It's breakfast. I know, but I have Why it. do I have to win? I, I, I have it, though. I can't help it. Because then you're disappointed. Yeah. If you get something and you're like, nah, this is okay. Have you ever had something okay. in your head? I'm going to this restaurant to get this. I can't. I I have an ur, or a craving for whatever it is. Yes. And you get there and you don't order it. I have done that before. I've, I have not done that because I see yeah, one other yeah. thing and it just yanks the wheel right off the road for or me. Or they have a good special. That's what I'm saying. Like, like a special, oh, you be like, I'll get wow, that. That sounds really good. And then you're like, oh, that's the reason it's a special is because they're not good at making it yet. I have laser focus with that kind of stuff. Like if we're going to eat in park, I'm getting a super burger. If it's any, if it's past noon, I'm getting a super burger. If it's before noon, I'm getting the breakfast smile or Salad whatever it is. Salad too, right? I mean, no, the buffet. No. I'm, oh, dude, I'm super burger. I'm yeah, super burger till I die. Well, I gotta have some chili if I'm at Eaton Park. And the breakfast, they have the hash. 
Anyways, I have regret. This is why I don't get a tattoo, because I can't order lunch without wondering if I should have got something else. <laughs> Paramount Plus will be airing a docu-series that highlights 80s metal. I Wanna Rock, the 80s metal dream, premieres July 18th in the U.S. and Canada. The three-episode series skips the biggies of the 80s like Def Leppard, Guns N' Roses, and Motley Crue. Instead, the series will focus on uh, members of Skid Row, Twisted Sister, Vixen, Scream, and Winger. Episode one is titled I Wanna Be Somebody, followed by Headed for a Heartbreak. That's the name of episode two. And the final episode, Smells Like Change, is about how metal gets destroyed by grunge and alternative music in the 90s. Smoky today, the sun might peek through, 80 for the high. It is 60 degrees at DBE. Well, much like Kate Bush experienced a whole lot of uh, renewed interest in her 80s hit, Running Up That Hill, thanks to Stranger Things, the FX show The Bear has rekindled people's love for the band R.E.M., and in particular, this one. Strange Currencies starting to pop again with There's good reason. These guitars sound amazing. DVE. I don't know why you mean to me When I call on the telephone
R.E.M. Strange Currencies, once again, renewed Man, interest. Awesome. It's a great one. Yeah, The the Bear on FX Season 2 uh, launched last week, and that song is really getting a whole lot of love as it's featured in a soundtrack, which is straight dad rock. I mean, the entire thing, I felt very, I'm not a dad, but it felt I felt very seen. You know, it's like all Wil- <laughs> Wilco and Steve Earle and R.E.M. and stuff. I'm like, who's going through my 2000 playlist here and uh, also you know the the fun part of uh watching the bears you get to see buff gene wilder because that dude <laughs> looks like a young gene wilder on steroids he does yeah he does everybody people loves the bear. love everybody that loves show. so awesome it's a great show uh but there are people who can't watch it uh like people you know in the industry well you know what i found out remember i was telling you that rick Bayless, the guy who, uh, the chef from Frontera Grill, mm-hmm. and I think Topola Mambo's is other restaurant in Chicago, which are, they're huge. Like there's one at the, at the Chicago airport, uh, in O'Hare. Uh, he's a, an enormous celebrity and he hates it because he think, he thinks it has a very negative depiction of life in that industry. And then I started reading up on him. He skipped Bayless's brother. What? Rick Bayless. The fa- like you can get Frontera salsa, Giant Eagle. That's Skip Bayless's brother. I can't believe that salsa isn't terrible. <laughs> <laughs> terrible take sausage. It's, it's, it's you eat it and you're like, LeBron's not even good. <laughs> What's happened? <laughs> Why can I only think about quarterbacks? Frontera is good though, man. This is a really good restaurant. But I mean, the guy's kind of a jerk. So I I don't know. I think he was just using it as a way to sort of insert himself into the national discourse. Well, on so the show. is that the conversation? Is that because if you're in the industry, it's sort of like baseball fans watching uh the moneyball the movie yeah like, I, I i there's no tim hudson in this movie yeah it, it, there's probably a little bit of that um it, i think every restaurant is different and it's a fascinating industry and so many of my friends have been in a, a part of that that they've made it their lives so you know i always have great affinity for the people who do that for a living and i have great respect for them and um it can seem a little silly sometimes like the bear like you know the yes chef stuff that's going on nonstop. um uh, but there's i think the thing that appeals to people is watching people work at something that they absolutely love and there are people who wish they had the opportunity to pursue something that was a passion and the difference between working a job and furthering a passion is so vast and such a different life for you that when you enter into that life for most people who stick with it it's not because it's a job it's because it becomes a passion and they start to understand how how beautiful that all that process can be you know it's it's like such a really cool art form and it's not just like you know, working on a delivery truck might do it for some people, but maybe not everybody, you know, but sure. in that line of work, it just seems like it is so passion driven that any depiction of it can kind of seem silly sometimes because you just don't understand why are you so invested in a beef sandwich shop? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You know, it is, the show is really tracking though. I mean, it's like everybody loves <laughs> big it. time, big time. Well, there's great acting in it too. And some, some really good writing. And as I said, the soundtrack is, is, is phenomenal, but, I think Bourdain really does do a good job 
at explaining or ex- at least describing how important food is mm-hmm. to us culturally and just for connection. Yeah. It's really the hub of all of our interactions. I think also part of that particular job and the way it's depicted in um, The Bear is it's the juice that you get from it, right? Like, it's the adrenaline and all yeah, that. That's why they're all smoking cigarettes yeah. and a lot of them, like, you know, you know, people developing drug habits is not uncommon and they address that a little bit in there as well because it is such high pressure and then release and then high pressure and then, you know, release from that. And it gets addictive. That's how it was for me when I was a line cook at Bennigan's. <laughs> Were you really? Yes. <laughs> in Syracuse, awesome. making Monte Cristos. Oh my God! I, that I was my remember those sandwiches. That was I my went specialty. To Emerson, man. Oh my God! Dude. The most unhealthy sandwich you could possibly. Did you get it with raspberry? It's a French toast with ham and cheese on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> with raspberry jelly. <laughs> those are and awesome. powdered sugar, dude. What's? It's what's unbelievable. What, what's the problem? You just have to eat it with your feet elevated. Your doctor like looks at your blood work and he's like. <laughs> How many Monte Cristos are you eating? Because <laughs> one is too many. Do you have an apartment at Bennigan's? <laughs> a fried Dagwood. I, yeah, that dude, sounds like a good idea. Dagwood. Be, dude, Bennigan. And that was after the Blondie uh, cartoon character, Dagwood? Oh, that's the name of the sandwich. Yeah, because yeah. it was named after Dagwood, yeah. the cartoon character, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Bennigan's was kind of fancy. That was like... Was that high end? Dude. Yeah. It was. I felt like that was Boston Fridays. Friendlies. Was All that? the same, under the same tents, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Tim's filling in for Mike with your sports when we come back. Imagine if your favorite casino came with an undo button. That's exactly what you get with FanDuel Casinos. Play it again. Get up to $1,000 back if you're down after your first day. Play your favorite table games in hundreds of slots for roll cash. Real, roll cash. See for yourself why FanDuel Casino is the number one rated online casino app. I heard a great Pittsburghism yesterday. This this woman kept saying cool, but with a Pittsburgh accent over there. Cool. It's coal. <laughs> yeah. She's like, cool. for real? Cool. Cole. Uh, <laughs> Starting for the Yankees. K-O-L. <laughs> for real? Cole. Cole. <laughs> Explore daily and weekly promotions at FanDuel. Play with live dealers. Live dealers. Cool. And if you ever have a question, our best-in-class customer support team is here to help 24-7. Sign up for FanDuel Casino at FanDuel.com slash Randy today and play it again with up to $1,000 back if you're down after your first day. Got to be 21 or older, present in Pennsylvania, but not have previously placed any wager on FanDuel Sportsbook, FanDuel Casino, Betfair Casino, Mohegan Sun Casino, or Stardust Casino. Refund issued is not withdrawable. Casino-only site credit that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash Casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Is there any way you can play that? Reach out on Facebook, Twitter, phone, or the talkback button on the iHeartRadio app. Love to hear that song. You pick the tunes on the electric lunch. Weekdays at noon on DVE. Get your tickets now at AXS.com. For- on the DVE Morning Show. What's going on? Brought to you by Bridgeville Appliance. We will start with hockey because the Penguins made a trade yesterday. They got Riley Smith from Vegas, just won a cup with the Golden Knights. He's also played with Boston, Dallas, and Florida. Entering the second year of a three-year contract at $5 million per season, so he's got two left. Many think this could be the easy replacement for Jason Zucker, who made $5 million roughly last year and is about to hit free agency. You don't know what the cost is going to be there, so you get roughly an equivalent not the exact same kind of player, but fairly close for the same amount of money. Here's what Kyle Dubas had to say about the acquisition of Riley Smith. He's extremely-
extremely um, reliable defensively in addition to being able to produce very reliably over 20 goals and 50 points in, in nearly every single season the last number especially with Vegas and then coming off winning a, a Stanley Cup and being a really important part of that can kill penalties can play left wing and right wing Penguins now have 15.2 million dollars in cap space 18-year-old Braden Yeagers, who the Pens drafted in Nashville last night. That's where the first round was taking place. 14th overall selection. 67 games with Moose Jaw. The WHL last season, 78 points. He's got a good shot. A native of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, listed as just six foot, 166 pounds. As he admitted, he's got to beef up, bulk up a little bit. Probably about two to three years away from the National Hockey League. Talking about two-way play with Riley Smith. That's supposed to be a strength of Jaegers as well. He talked about that with media members yesterday after the selection. I take a lot of pride in playing both ends of the ice, and um, you know my coaches and Musha do a really good job of um, you know showing me clips of you know where I need to be, um, you know supporting the puck for my demon. And you know as a young guy stepping into the NHL, I think that it's important to you know if, you know you might not be able to play top six minutes, so if you can kind of gain your coach's trust. Um, playing on the you know, bottom two lines and kind of work your way up. I think that's uh, super important. I don't know if this kid will be a great player for the Penguins. I don't know if Riley will be the best fit for the Penguins. But already, Dubas sounds like he knows what he's doing so much more than Hexy ever did to me. Like, just in the way that he's She's talking he about can this write kid. his plan down on a piece <laughs> yeah. of paper. I was just going to say. He sounds like he's no, he knows what he's doing. He's got some kind of plan. Well, speaking of writing things down on a piece of paper, should somebody have done that for Carey Price last night? The <laughs> legendary Montreal goaltender was asked to be the guy to read the pick for Montreal last night. They took David Reinbacher, an Austrian defenseman, at number five. Um, the introduction didn't go so smoothly. Bonsoir. Le Canadien de Montreal are proud to select David <laughs> Every David in the building is standing up. <laughs> oh, right. it that way. Half David Reinbacker. Reinbacher. Reinbacher. Yeah, Reinbacher. Reinbacher. I, yeah. I knew it. I just Obviously. wanted to see if you knew it. I was it. testing, right. you. I was testing you. You guys yeah. did good. Say his Austrian name in French. Go ahead. Try. <laughs> Rangus. They should just put his, the back of his jersey should just say David and then like a line underneath it. Just dot, dot, dot. 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 <laughs> well, that's how Carey Price apologized on Twitter. He said, boy, that was embarrassing. Sorry, David. Dot, 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 dot. Reinbacher. So at least he's being self-reflexive about yeah, it. That's good. But I've, I've never seen an individual with a tight shot like that because the shot was right on his face. You saw the expression. Yeah. You saw the flop sweat. As soon as he realized that he had like, blanked on Oh, the no. He looked like a quarterback getting to the line of scrimmage and not knowing what play he had just called. It was uh, it was something to watch. It was Connor Bedard, number one overall, as expected, to the Chicago Blackhawks, by the way. In baseball, Domingo Herman, a perfect game last night for the Yankees. Here's how it sounded. Grounded to third. Eleven nothing final score over Oakland. No John Sterling or Michael Kay on the call for the perfect game, though. They both said, "Ah, we're not going to Oakland. This will mm-hmm. be our road trip that we take off." Crappy team. <laughs> ah, who wants to see that? Well, that guy's last Herman's or however you say his name. His last Herman. his last start was garbage. 
Yeah, what's he going to do? Throw a perfect game? Exactly. No, yeah. we're not doing this one. Let the backups take it. I think it's Ryan Rucco who was on the call there. First perfect game since 2012. Pirates looked for a sweep against the San Diego Padres. They won last night 7-1. Derek Shelton on Mitch Keller and his ninth victory of the season. He was, what, at 56 or 57 through two and wasn't very efficient early. A lot of 3-2 counts and then kind of locked it in late and, and did a nice job. I mean, he gave up the one run on the two-out hit to Bogarts. But, but other than that, I think after the second inning, we kind of changed the execution of the game plan and, and he got back in the strike zone early in the game. He just wasn't in the zone. They've got Joe Musgrove on the mound today against them from San Diego. 12:35. Luis Ortiz is going to be the pitcher for the Pirates. Quick break. We'll be right back on the DVE. 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 Morning. Shit about the perfect game. <laughs> hey, Chad Tyson. Follow me on Twitter. Hey. 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 It's the DVE Morning Show. Randy Bauman, along with Bill Crawford, Val Porter. And uh, Mike Pursuta is off today. Tim Benz is filling in. Really appreciate today. you doing that. Sorry I can't be part of uh, Kennywood Day tomorrow. Well, it's your loss, dude. I know. Man. Wanted to ride the rides early in the morning. We're going. Can you ride them all? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Tim. <laughs> They still have the kangaroo. Is he there? They do. They brought him back. They brought Kenny back. That's what I love about Kennywood. They they Jim Rutherford the kangaroo ride. Like they took it out. They were like, uh oh, we've made a huge mistake, and then they brought it back. <laughs> uh, DV Comedy Festival weekends only a couple weekends away. Believe it or not, hard to believe, but July fourteenth, fifteenth weekend. Two from tomorrow. Yes. Sold Whoa. out Friday night goddamn comedy jam Saturday afternoon. Limited tickets available for the Doug Love movie podcast with Doug Benson, of course, of course, the world famous podcast live from the Bottle Rocket Social Hall, which is I always describe to people. It's the frozen caveman bar. Yes, uh, because they unearthed a 19 late 70s, early 80s Pittsburgh bar with all of the original stuff still in it. And then reopened it. They could have filmed all of the flashback scenes for This Is Us at the Bottle Rocket. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it looks like where like they might have hung out like both like the Deer Hunter and Flashdance. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like a little for bit of sure. striking distance. No, that's too no. contemporary. Okay. Wood paneling. Yes. Fun right old TV. A little more of that Ampipe era. Ampipe, yeah. 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 Um, I told you, man, when I interviewed Tom Cruise, he didn't recognize the name Stefan Jordovich, and I was so bummed out. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. He's like, who, huh? Hmm? And then he was like, be well. And I'm like, you're weird. <laughs> Jack Reacher was just on just last night. Nice. I never saw that. I saw it. It was, you know, it's all right. Typical Tom yeah. Cruise action yeah. movie. I've never seen Pittsburgh it scenes. I liked it. Pittsburghers mostly left him alone when he was in Pittsburgh. I will say, when Tom Cruise was in Pittsburgh filming that, most people were cool with him. Jason Momoa was in town. KDK was following him around with a friggin' camera all the entire time. <gasps> a Momoa sighting. It's like, all right, this, everyone calm, that, calm down. Did they film that gravel pit scene on 2nd Avenue, like on the way out to the Steelers mm, facility? I don't know that. Or did they find more in the hinterlands for that one? Not sure. Jinsey Aquaman. He was on the side side, dude. <laughs> they, I heard he swam down and pit, drove a car out of the Allegheny. <laughs> Cole. I heard he's here for the regatta. Dude, you got a regatta. 
and then, of course, thir- Saturday night of the DVE Comedy Fest weekend, it's the Bayam Theater stage show, and that's on the lower ticket alert right now. Uh, get your tickets at trustarts.org. Bill Crawford on the stage for that one, along with the dollops, Gareth Reynolds, uh, the very funny Matt Bronger, the uh, guy who told the Bob Seger story on the show, uh, and Steph Tolev, uh, along with your headliner, Kyle Kinane. Saddest song in the world is Margaritaville by Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) But not Margaritaville as it was written. You got to think about what Margaritaville is now. Because now Margaritaville isn't a fictional location where some made-up, relaxed dude like, ah, I guess I screwed things up, whatever, quesera. Ooh, thatched-roofed huts, white sand beach, I'll get over it. No. Margaritaville now. Now that you know it's a real brick-and-mortar restaurant that sits in the parking lots of shopping malls throughout the country. If you listen to the lyrics of that song, but that's the setting, that's the darkest you've ever heard in your life. Calcanane, he's headlining the DVE Comedy Festival Saturday night show at the Bime Theater. Remaining tickets available at trustarts.org or dve.com. Comedy Fest brought to you by South Hills Jeep, Edgar Snyder and Associates, and Don's Appliances. The Stones, let it bleed. DVE.
Um, it's a DV morning show. Yeah, the other day, the, it, it, there was like a press briefing at the White House, and it was like um, one, well, I don't know if, who's the chairman of the Joint Chiefs or something like that, like some military dude was being asked about, you know, what happened in Russia the, with the, the Prigozhin mm. and whether yeah. he was actually, uh, you know, alive still after his revolt this past weekend. And I thought this was an interesting, um, like, back and forth. Does the DOD know for a fact that Prigozhin is still alive or, or are we in a weekend at Bernie's scenario right now? <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, Jeff. I don't get the reference. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Gen X are here at the podium. Okay. Um, sorry, sorry, so, oh, no. Says the Department of Defense. I mean, I don't know. This potentially kind of serious cataclysmic yeah. series of events Is that you're Mr. discussing. Is alive or not? Well, it's kind of a weekend in Bernie's situation. Weekend in Bernie's. I don't know what you're talking about. Of course <laughs> I do. I love that movie. Who are you kidding? You know the scene where the woman <laughs> thinks he's dead, goes into the bedroom, Let's say still makes love to him? You're Jonathan Silverman, okay? <laughs> I am Andrew McCarthy. Stay with me. Loved it when they tied the rope to his wrist and then made it like he was waving. <laughs> But then they've dropped him yeah. off of the porch of the deck thing down onto the sand. It's like Schrodinger's box, but Bernie is inside the box <laughs> instead of a cat. Uh, thanks very much to Brian Conway from the Pittsburgh Independent for coming to talk about that brand new uh, publication. It's not just an online news publication anymore. It is an actual paper that you can hold, and it's available in all kinds of independent outlets. I love that they refer to themselves as Pittsburgh's above-ground, underground newspaper. Yeah, pretty cool. And uh, also thanks to Big Cat from Barstool Sports. Pardon my take for joining us. Tomorrow on the show, we'll be live from Kennywood. Yay! And it's going to be a blast. Kennywood Day. And then we're bouncing for the 4th of July weekend. Just remember to lay your outfits out tonight. That's right. Air them out. And uh, get ready. Val, take your upchuck medicine. Oh, you don't you don't barf when you stay on the ground. Oh, <laughs> will you be wearing all of these layers at Kennywood tomorrow? <laughs> Gosh, I hope not. Because you're wearing. Let's go through it right now. You're at least triple layered up. Well, if you count my shirts, four. Okay, <laughs> that is incredible. I can't put my arms down. <laughs> She's wearing. I feel kind of like that. But the hoodie you're wearing looks like you're wearing like a Grover suit. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Like that is a. It's red though. Thick. So. Yeah. You, it is. It, well, it's nice and soft. Your cranberry Grover. And there's a penguin's zip up. Yeah. In there. Yeah, and, a, and an undershirt. And an undershirt. And then a jacket. I that. won't make fun of you because it is that cold. It's in cold. It's, it's beyond the point of being funny now. Yeah. And the, and the best part like, is they don't do anything just, about it. I just they give don't care. up. I'm like, this is it. The smoke was so bad. I was coming back from playing softball down here last night. You played in the smoke last we night? We played in the smoke last night, but I was going home towards the north side, and I couldn't see the DVE building from, you know, a location yeah. where I wow. definitely... Whoa. The gold mirror building should be seen at all times. Yeah. 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 The old DVE you know, flash building. Bob. Flash whatever. Bulb. Bulb. <laughs> it, it was uh, disturbing. Like, are you guys going to go through like the thunderbolt in the in the smoke tomorrow? Yeah, is we're going to go enhance, through it all in the smoke. Is that going to enhance the whole ride situation? Probably. Make it if you better. Can't worse. see the next turn. <laughs> <laughs> How many people did we lose on that curve? I don't know. I love it all. I can't. I mean, not the smoke, but the ride. Smoke will be gone.
The smoke's gone? Yeah, it'll be gone tomorrow. The fast rides will blow it away. There you go. Well, my mom lives in Canada. It's perfectly clear up there where she is. All the smoke is, like, she's north of it. Yeah. Every picture she takes and sends, perfect skyline. Yeah. Perfect sky. We're, we're oh, getting yeah. it all. I think this is Canada's revenge on Seth Rorba. Mm-hmm. I don't that's know what what I, That's my theory. I think he might be right about that. Thanks a lot, Seth. Thanks, Seth. Michelle's off today. Chris is in next. She's got the electric lunch at noon. Have a great day, everybody. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. So now you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. This is Clay Travis. Here's what's trending from the iHeart Sports Network. Presented by Mercedes-Benz. The NHL draft continues today with rounds two through seven. Last night with a 14th pick, the Penguins took center Brayton Yeager. The Pirates this afternoon go for a sweep of San Diego. They whipped the Padres last night with Mitch Keller going six innings, allowing one run to improve to nine and three. And ESPN reporting that several NFL players will soon be with long suspensions related to violations of the league's gambling policies. I'm Matt McCoy. The brilliant EQE SU. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.